Everyone, welcome back. Hope everybody had a great Christmas holiday. Uh, normally, we do a "What the Dudes Want for Christmas," and usually Sean Pryor joins in, but uh, <laughs> we just couldn't scheduling-wise make it work uh, between his schedule and our schedule. Uh, so we thought we'd kind of make this like uh, uh, almost like what the dudes got for Christmas because uh, this year we got a little bit of an extra extra present, I would say, in in the fact that. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens came out, and uh, the other show I think was getting a little stale. It seemed like you know we're you know after like seven years of doing it, it was kind of hard to come up with stuff to recommend geek wise. Uh, it probably would have all been Star Wars anyway, so we figured, what the heck, we'll just talk about the movie since we talked about the other six as well. Uh, so with me tonight, this is Russ. Uh, I have Mr. Jordan from Jersey, Craig Demanda, and Daryl Taylor. Hello. Good evening. Hey, and hopefully we'll be joined by Jim Dietz here in a bit. He had kind of a last-minute emergency, so uh, hopefully everything's okay in his neck of the woods, uh, and he'll pop in later to give us uh, his thoughts. Uh, but uh, we're recording this as of December 30th, so we've had given the movie time to kind of breathe a little bit, to be out in the theaters, to uh, most of us to see it probably at least twice, if not three times. And and kind of giving the box office a chance to to bloom a little bit because I, I you know whenever we do movie stuff I'm always I'm always really curious about the numbers and the box office and stuff uh, so I didn't want to do this too soon after it released I just I was curious to see just how insane uh, the box office was and uh, as we'll talk about it a little later it's it's pretty much making all the money uh, there's no more money for any other movie it's all the Force Awakens and we scoffed at a billion dollars I think on our last podcast and. Wow, it totally blew that one away, didn't it? Well, well the question was whether it would make a billion domestically, domestically. right? Well, that's true. Excuse me. Right. You're right. You're right. So <laughs> it's still it, – I mean it's on its way, but it's still it's still on its way. That would is be it, a tough – I think it's still a billion is going to be a real stretch. Um, yeah. Yes. But yeah but Some just, people got to go see other things besides that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just to go around the horn, how many how many times have you guys seen it uh, so far? And how? Like and uh, how? Yeah. <laughs> I was going first. Why don't you go first? Uh, I saw it twice. I, um, I saw it both in 3D because they didn't have 2D available, so I had no choice. What did uh, you, th- you think of the 3D? It was fine. I, I didn't. Since I haven't seen it in 2D, I can't compare if it really needed it or not. I mean, it, it, it looked fine to me, but I mean, it didn't, you know. Yeah. 
nothing coming. I mean, it wasn't like it was they did things that it would come at you, uh, made for three D type of thing. So I, I yeah. don't I don't know how it's gonna be when I see it in two D. Yeah, I'm kind of the the same way. I. I, I've seen it three times, and so twi- twice in 2D and once in 3D, none of the three times in IMAX. Um, and w- the, we saw it in 3D. It was really a crappy 3D presentation. The theater had their own, like, normally they give you the disposable, like, throwaway goggle or right. 3D glasses. Uh, and these were, like, fancy 3D glasses that the theater had uh, oh. that they, they reused. But the the one negative with it is it was too dark. Like... They didn't either. The glasses were the, the the polarization on the glasses was just too much because uh, I, I I haven't noticed that with other three D presentations, but it was like super dark. Mm. Um, and they either they didn't crank up the projection or or whatever. Um, but it was so bad with the glasses. Like when they were showing the previews, like normally they don't turn all the lights down when they show you know when they start the previews. Right. And the lights from the theater were kind of like causing a really bad glare on the glasses you almost couldn't even see what was going on in the for the for the preview 3d uh the trailers uh and then when the movie started they cut all the lights down and then it wasn't so bad but it was still really dark so uh, i and the effect to me it, it, you know it was fine i you know there was nothing that really i didn't think it was a great 3d presentation um so and and again whether that was a combination of the theater or then where i was sitting or you know the glasses who knows but uh but the other two times i saw it in 2d uh, and it looked it looked pretty good, but uh, but yeah, I, st- I still would like to see it in IMAX. My brother saw it in IMAX, and he said there's really only like two sequences that are fairly short that are really that take advantage of the IMAX. Well, I believe uh, only one sequence was shot in IMAX, and that's the um, the uh, Millennium Falcon flight right. over Jakku. So Jakku. yes, right. yeah, yeah. He said that was really it. So to him, he didn't think it was worth spending all the extra money to see it in in the IMAX format, but. I mean, uh, my thing is, even if it wasn't shot in IMAX, there are some movies that if they were shot in IMAX, you want to see them that way. There's other movies where you just want to see it on the biggest screen you can, whether it was yeah, shot exactly. that way or not. And for right, me, Star right. Wars is one of those, so right. it, it doesn't bother me. So how did you how did you see it, Jordan? I've seen it three times now. I saw it opening night, uh, 3D IMAX, quote-unquote. It was, it was Limax, but it's a, a local yeah. AMC theater that has you know a large – technically IMAX screen, but not actual IMAX, but they had uh, recliners, like really comfortable, like leather or pleather, whatever recliners. So that was probably the most comfortable movie going experience I've ever had. Um, And I thought the 3D was quite good. I mean, it's, it's not things coming at you. It was just adding depth of field and all that kind of stuff, which is exactly what I want. Um, I then saw it 3D, uh, just regular screening. I would have gone to 2D just to see that, but, uh, uh, this was a, you know several days later, but the, the theater I didn't want to wait the extra twenty minutes or half an hour, or whatever it would have been for a two D showing. I was just going by myself, and then I saw it yesterday with my sister and brother in law, and we saw it in two D almost IMAX. Like it, it's a it's a theater that they will sometimes consider IMAX and sometimes won't. This was just two D, um, and the two D was fine as well. Like I, I don't think you're losing anything by only seeing it in two D, but I I like that little. Depth of field in in 3D, but so saw so three times, loved it all three. Um, the things that actually, you know, there were. Some, I don't think it's a perfect movie. I really like it. Spoilers, but um, the things that bothered me the first time around bothered me less the second and third times around. So I think that's a good sign. Yeah, definitely. Craig, what about you? I saw it twice. Uh, the first time I saw it was on I guess Friday afternoon, so it wasn't like a 
12 noon show. And it was IMAX or LIMAX, as as Jordan said. It, it was not the real IMAX. It was the you know the fake, but I guess technically IMAX screen, 3D. Uh, also comfy seats. Got reserved seating. That's why I chose that theater. You could pick oh, your own yes. seat. Yeah. yeah, so that was a big deal. I didn't want to, especially for the first time, be stuck in the front or the back or the wings or whatever. So it was nice, nice viewing. Uh, the second time I saw it, also in 3D, but it was not – IMAX 3D was a regular 3D, and I kind of, I'm kind of almost. I think the next time I see it, it's going to be 2D because, really, as you guys have said, there's nothing really there flying at you or nothing bringing you in. I think the part that really 3D that really sh- was the best was where uh, I think it's um, where, where she's rappelling down the uh, like in, into that old star destroyer. Like that oh, was right. pretty cool. Like you For said, sure. depth of field. That was a really yeah. neat. 3D shot, but beyond that, it didn't seem like anything. I'm not going to miss anything by going to 2D, it sounds like. There's but, also, uh, right in the beginning on Jakku, when Kylo Ren freezes the blaster bolt in midair, yes. that's really yes. neat looking at 3D, because the camera kind of pans around it. Pans around it. Was, it wasn't worth $20, but... The <laughs> <laughs> extra dollars for, not, for a 3D ticket? That's a... $20 for a, for a matinee ticket. Right. For really? a blaster <laughs> shot. Yeah. <laughs> That much. I think our IMAX tickets in the middle, you know, opening night were seventeen or something, you know, and a regular would have been twelve or something like that. But that's, I guess, the difference between uh, NYC and, and NJ. Exactly. Just yeah, the prices are. I, mean, I think I paid twenty I bucks it, for mine. We saw it on a Sunday morning, uh, like nine thirty, and it was still. It's okay. We make up for property taxes, so. <laughs> well, we don't exactly get uh, easy on those either. <laughs> And I didn't have any problems, like you guys, like Gordon said too, no problems at all actually with, with the movie. Nothing really stuck in me, but I had questions. And actually watching mm-hmm. it the second time, the same questions are still there. So maybe we can talk through them now because you guys probably, again, know <laughs> more about the ins and outs of this because of the expanded, expanded universe than I do. Yeah. But, um, well, before you ask them, we should say, since I don't think it's been said yet, although it'll probably be in the title or something, full spoilers for Star Wars The Force Awakens, so – yeah, if you're one of the four people on the planet that haven't seen it, uh, this is for and you, Jerry. To our show, I was just about to say we're talking to you, Jerry. <laughs> or if you happen to live in China and it's not January 9th yet. <laughs> also, if you happen to be living in China listening to this podcast, let us know. That's really interesting. Yes. So, what do you? What do you let, I guess we'll we'll open it up to questions. What are, What are your questions, uh, Greg from New Jersey or Craig from New Jersey? Uh, what, what What are your questions? All right. Well, I guess I can start from the beginning. The guy in the beginning, who was that? The the guy that gave this the chip to um to Poe. Nobody knows. Nobody okay. Knows. Either Lor Santeca or Jor Santeca. I can't actually. It's Lor. It's Lor. His name is Lor Santeca. Yeah. But he is an elder in the Church of the Force, which mm-hmm. was it's kind of a group of Force de- devotees that are generally speaking light side, but they're not Jedi. And uh, he th- th- now I forget where I heard this, but he apparently. He was the guy who kind of was Luke's right-hand man going around the galaxy searching down Jedi artifacts and helping to uh, create the school, uh, the Jedi mm. Academy. In between you might have got that from seven. a book. That I, might, maybe it was mentioned from one of the novels that are coming up. It, it's quite possible. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where I looked it up on, on Wikipedia, so I don't remember. Uh, um, but so he he was a Force guy, or he is a Force guy, whether he's Force-sensitive or not doesn't really matter, but he's uh, he was part of Luke's group, and uh, apparently well, he, Leia as well, that kind of thing. And he knew I, Kylo Ren. I mean, he. Oh yeah. He you know that. I mean, that's boy. one of. The, it yeah. It seemed like, at least. Oh, I see. He knew him before he put the helmet on. He knew who he was. Yeah, because he okay. sa- he said, you know, you you 
you know, you look old, you know, you've grown old, or I forget, he, a far something about of, you, You've become old, a far worse fate has become you, yeah. uh, you were, you were, did not come from the darkness, you cannot den- deny the truth of your family, something like that. Right, right. yeah. But yeah, it is a little weird, there's like, it's an old friend who you haven't met yet, but oh, it doesn't bother me, I mean, I figure with a guy like, uh. Uh, Max von Sydow <laughs> playing him, he'll probably show up in like an anthology movie or something. You don't just hire Max von Sydow for four there's, minutes at the beginning of your movie. There's quite a bit of uh, parts in this movie where you can see them saying, uh, "Buy this book," or you know, like wait for there's going to be something comic. in the animated thing. Or you'll, you'll you know, like, literally have it with Maz where she's like, "That's a story for another day." Right? Yeah. Like, there's so many that if that's going to be that can be a complaint if you just want to go watch just the movie. And I mean, not I, read the I, books. I, I, I feel see. like I, even though I didn't know exactly who Lor Santeco was or whatever, I got the gist of he was an ally and now he's helping him out. Or with the how did the lightsaber got, get there? Well, it got there at some point. I don't need to know exactly how. The important part is that it's there. But if I ever want to find out, at some point there will be an opportunity well, for me to find out. Uh, it kind of threw the, it the in like you're supposed to know him. Which right. I or with the lightsaber. Yeah, he because he looked like a Jedi, dressed like yeah. a Jedi, so it yeah. kind of it made him look like you're supposed to know him. I think I just assumed he was part of some. Either he's an undercover a Jedi who you know didn't die, maybe from the animated Rebels or whatever. If not him, then he had something to do with the Jedi with Luke back in the day. But that just, but I assumed like it wasn't like I knew. It just just an assumption. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, again, it was one of those things I didn't really, there'll be a lot of comparisons to A New Hope, but same kind of thing, right? I mean, you know, we saw A New Hope, they talked about the Clone Wars and right. Anakin Skywalker. Because you're in like, the middle of the story, not yeah, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like, I, I kind of like that, you know, again, not to bang on the prequels, but I think we're moving away from, you know, the prequels was, let's explain everything. Let's tell you how everything works and, yeah. you know, how everything goes. And like I think, Game of Thrones as well. Like, that's kind yeah. of been a lot of what, um, I guess where genre is going now, where everything is, we're going to put you in it, and there's a whole bunch of continuity that you probably don't, you don't know yet because we yeah. haven't told you, but we're going to put you in it as if, all these things have happened already. Right. No, it's good stuff. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the way the movie began. I mean, it was really interesting. Yeah. It, I had a struggle to hear the dialogue a little bit again, because it's kind of like, it's for the first time. I was like, wait, what are they saying exactly? Wait, mm-hmm. what, what is he giving Poe? But I finally figured it out. And, and it was a good beginning. I, I, I think it was great. I love BB eight. I thought he or she, whatever gender the, the droid is, is very cute. Right. Uh, Not really cute because I was I, kind of part of me was like I hope that they don't overdo it, trying to uh, you know it, to get people to like it. It's cute in the way a puppy is cute, not in the way a baby is cute. Right? Like it's something. It felt very real. Yeah, right. yeah it was cool. Like it, it, I mean, R two D two. I'll call that was was cute, funny in the first three or the first six, I guess if you want to call it mm-hmm. that. And BB, I thought was nice, a nice change. I, I I didn't expect it to be such a central character, at least for the beginning part of this movie. But actually, it was welcomed. It was very human in its own little way yeah it was funny how they kind of did a chewbacca with bb8 with him them being poe and 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 ray being able to understand the droid and i'm sitting there going is there something in the book i missed that you can understand droid (laughs) right 
So how, how does she understand Gerard? I guess that, that that's the question. I mean, now, I'm listening to the the audio books, and they still don't tell you. Is there I've heard a couple people say exactly what you're saying, Daryl. I've always assumed that some people spoke droid, like not everybody, in the same way that not everybody speaks Mandarin, but enough people do that. You know, even if you're not f- from China, there's a decent enough chance that one out of a hundred people speaks, you know, that language because it's the most common language spoken on the planet. Um, I don't know. I just, I just felt I've like I've never read it in the book. I guess because I've none of the books have ever had anyone un- be able to read to understand droid. Really? I feel like I don't remember that. Not I feel like Corn Horn could understand Whistler, and I felt like Luke could always at least get the the gist of what R two was saying. Right, but Luke read it on the screen. Remember on the X wing, yeah, he read Luke he read saying. it on the screen. Yeah, exactly. But, but then when they're on Dagobah, he's beeping and he goes, "Oh, what is there, boy? Or what is there, R two? You see something?" They they communicated, right. but it wasn't like right words. Well, it's like same a, thing. He could read it on the screen, and he kind of guessed it for some. They look like they really understood what he was saying, like exactly what he was saying. And yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of took it as more like almost like a shorthand too. Like it's not. Like she, you know, especially with Ray, she was kind of getting the, again, getting the gist of it. Given that that planet is like a scavenger planet and she's probably been piecing things together and dealing with droids and weird technology for her entire life. Mm, that's good so point. I'm assuming that yeah. probably plays into well, it. Well, in particular, Anakin she's thing, all about, you know, the bits and pieces and the tech right. and the, the engineering of it. So mm, Well, you get the Anakin point. thing from her. Sure. Or, sure. So I so like if it, my question wasn't did she particularly understood it because if there's anyone that can understand it i can get that they would make her be one of the people that can just when poe did it i was like oh i didn't realize there are people that could i didn't know they were speaking a language that they could you could actually right i don't think poe understood it though did he i think poe was giving orders more to bb than actually having a conversation with bb wasn't he like yeah, maybe seemed like he understood him yeah Yeah, and i got the intention i got the impression that Poe and BB-8 have been a pairing for a long time. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the, Definitely. The, he, he's been his protocol droid, or his, um, you know, his astromech, his, uh, astromech droid, yeah. f- or whatever equivalent now for, you know, for a long time. Right. So. Yeah. But that was good. I, I like the introduction of Rey. I thought that was a nice way to bring her into things yeah, and yeah. seeing her, her scavenger background. fantastic that you first hear in that scene. The what? Like, the, uh, the musical theme. Her, her oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Really, it's very... It's very different for Star Wars, but it it's kind mm-hmm. of in the same way that uh, like Duel of the Fates was very different from Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it totally fit. Right. Uh, just a, again, very different from that. She had the strongest theme, I think. Mm-hmm. The, her, her musical yeah. theme was the strongest out of all the everything. I think. Well, I don't know. I I really like Kylo Ren's theme. That's <laughs> cool sound. It was okay, but I I think Cindy. hers was yeah. the one that I remembered. The most. Yeah, I'm with. Yeah, I'm with you, Daryl. I, I and I, I bought the soundtrack, so I've been kind of listening at it, and mm-hmm. it definitely comes back at the end of the movie. I mean, you know that that's her theme again when she goes to see Luke at the at the very end. Oh yeah, I, I just like with with Kylo's theme how it's that um, it's a simplified echo of Vader's theme, which makes absolute 100 percent sense in terms of the character. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's very powerful and very strong sounding, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the control or the intricacy of what it's trying to copy. So, yeah. I mean, that's something I liked as well is that they didn't try to duplicate the language, that accent that the prequels had a lot of them talking in. There's a certain uh, kind of accent. On that. 
Huh? Well, there's a certain kind of speak that the Jedi and all of them would kind of talk in. Oh, stilted and awkward uh, Lucasisms? Yes, yes, sure. Yes, there is a way that they speak. And it, and I, what I liked is that this was more like, uh, you know, the trilogy where they kind of didn't speak that way. There was a familiarity with the characters, especially with Poe and 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 um, Tekka, Lord Tekka, with the way that they were speaking with each other. That was kind of refreshing. They speak it's very human. comfortable. Yes. It was. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what made the humor work in this movie because they actually, these are people. You know, they're not, like you said, glor- you know, the, the robots with the language is very strange in the, in the prequels. Right. This is, these are actually people. You, 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 the jokes are funny because they're actually, you can connect well, with the these people. First joke, I mean, the, the first joke was when Poe said to, uh, to, um, what, to Finn? Kylo. To, to oh. Kylo, he said, Oh, you talk or I talk? Yeah, who? Yeah, how yeah. do we? You start or I start? Yeah. That was awesome. Like that was. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and pretty much, pretty much all the jokes. There might be one or two exceptions, but are jokes that are funny because they are funny, not because they're in Star Wars. Like right, that, right. that would work in a different context as long as you have someone speaking from behind a mask or the uh, the BB-8 doing the lighter thumbs up. That would be funny in that another context. Awesome. That was a, that was pretty cool. twelve versus fourteen parsecs. That's funny in another context. Yeah. It just happens to be here in Star Wars. And so the, right. all, pretty it's human much all funny. the it's just regular human fun. Exactly, yes. Like yeah. the, you know Poe plus it made sense for that joke because you know Poe was trying to be brave. Yes. Um in the in the face of that. Or or Finn with the big deal stuff. Like yeah. whenever that came up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finn, big deal. yeah, Finn his character, uh Jabe Boyega did a lot of the jokes that probably if most of us were put in this world because he probably he hasn't been a part of this. Like he's only been in the in the uh, Empire, I, I would assume, and he right. really hasn't been around. So he, they were kind of able to do things with him and have him be the the everyman to a point. Yeah. Is he the first genuinely dopey Star Wars character? What do you mean dopey? Uh, he's, do mean? He, I mean, he's 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 funny. But he's kind of legitimately dumb. Like, I really like the character, but he is, or maybe dumb's the wrong I word. They, but I think he's naive. Tried like, to play it was this is a guy that just got really, like, this is someone that literally just came out of the the egg. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. He just, yeah. He's just off the boat. He's, you right. know, whatever. This is, he's been raised in a cult for his entire life after he was kidnapped. Like, yeah. he doesn't get it. But, like, to a, to a, really high extent you know which i i loved but it was it was very different you know those like with poe you can see a lot of uh han solo and with ray you can see a lot of luke and han finn was just kind of a new element you know in, in terms to of a his point movies. because i did see i saw some of the han and leia thing with Poe and I mean with Finn and and Ray, and Ray especially yeah. in the very beginning because there was he tried to act tough and there was right. some of that Han in it of trying to to overdo how tough he was. Well, that that's especially Finn's whole her. you know Finn's whole voyage in this movie is mm-hmm. trying to be something that he's not and that and I I to me I paralleled a lot of that with Han Solo. I mean Han Solo spent. You know the, the the original trilogy, mainly the first movie, and even part of the second movie, trying to be something he really wasn't. Like he's, I think at his at at his core, Han Solo is a 
is a heroic, do the right thing person, mm-hmm. but you have to go pretty deep to get at it. Like everything outside of him is self-serving, right. out for a buck, you know, take care of his crew and his friends. Well, it's just like, uh, actually, it's a lot like with Finn, where even though he has a kind heart in one way, when it's time to kill, he kills. Like, right. Han is the same way. When right. when it comes down to it, I I don't want to be a bastard, but when it comes down to you coming at me, I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm not going to question it. Like, you saw when when Finn stabbed that one of the, his fellow troopers through the chest. Yeah. And looked yeah. at him like, yeah, I did it. Like, he didn't even... All that happy stuff, when it was time to get to business, he got to business. Like, when right. he, he was... That was the thing about with, with Finn is he would joke and he would be confused and he would question everything and all that kind of stuff. But when it came to somebody else's... Someone he cares about, it's like a switch goes off in his eyes. Yeah. True, I, I, but I would still say Han is far more capable. Sure. I, and I older. Think, right. Well, Han was more. Even when he was younger. Right, you know? right, right, right. But I think with Finn, like, at it, he wants to be a hero. Like, like Han doesn't want to be a hero. He he knows he has to be the hero. Actually, Finn, Finn didn't want to either. He didn't Finn, want to be a hero. Well, I think... He just didn't want to kill. He wanted to be the hero if it would get him paid, which was well, kind of I mean, his entire yeah, motivation for that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you felt that really? That that's what he was all about with him? I don't know. Absol- I just... Well, I, I, I'm being facetious, but okay. the moment he he realized that pretending to be part of the resistance was attractive to Ray, he went with that for the entire rest of the movie. I thought it was, it was more about him getting was... away and, and, and making it was, hair until he yeah, met yeah. her, and she was like, "Part of it, I, I think it was multi layered." Though I oh, think yeah. like part of it was, for the most part, he wanted to get away, but he also had done the right thing with Poe as well. Though, like when he made a connection with Poe, yes, and they were fighting to get yeah. out. Like he was, he made the he made the connection, and he was like, "I'm loyal," you know. Like we're gonna do this. We're getting out. He was with it, and I think he still had that. Like when when he met Ray, there was just something about Ray. I mean, more than it just being, I think it was more than just being that she was an attractive woman, and he probably hadn't been around too many women <laughs> in the egg. But I think it was something that connect. Like, this, remember, this is still fantasy. This is still well, sci-fi sure, fantasy. Sure. So I think they, this, there was something about it. Like even when Ray and and Finn first had that first battle on the on the uh, the Falcon mm-hmm. when they came out and started talking to each other and then they started kind of sinking. Like, I think that's when that friendship started to, to connect. With yeah, that's cool. And well, they both, both of them started are kind of people who have never had a friend before. Right. Like so, him yeah. pretty much for sure. And her, we don't know, but probably, probably not. She probably had to protect herself for most of her life. And he but, was raised by a cult. So you right. know. <laughs> and he was raised by a cult. And even though he did have friendships because it is in the, in the book, he did have kind of friendships, but these people were still cold-blooded killers. They they ate the the sauce that they were the empire right. feeding. So, them. can we go to the stormtroopers for a second? You, you, I mean, again, you, you're referring to the book, but just as a moviegoer, mm-hmm. uh, they were clones to begin with back in Star Wars Episode Two. Fine, okay, we got that. Right. Episode Three, we get to Episode Four, A New Hope. We don't know what they are. They're they're Probably, talking. They were taking them. They were they were they were candidates. They would take. Right. So now we. 
so, same thing then. So the Empire did that, and then now the, the, the First Order is doing the same thing. They steal children, and they're kind of indentured servants, or they're conscripted slaves to be their soldiers. Well, well I would they say, I would say Empire, Empire is more conscript. This is more right. UNSC, Master Chief, we kidnap you as a child and raise right. you as our right. own. Okay, so Empire, they're not clones anymore. No. Right. no. Okay. When it got to New Hope, they were pretty much, it was like, you can join the army. You join right. The Gestapo. You join right. us. Right. Okay. And, and a lot of people join. Some people joined either because they needed money to survive. They needed credits to survive for their family. Right. Okay. Or they joined because they just wanted. Even Han had joined a sort yes. of, uh, you know, sort he joined of the Navy. The if I correctly. Right. Yeah. He was and in the Luke Imperial Navy, and Luke wanted yeah, to he, go to the Stormtrooper Academy. Yeah. He broke. His thing was Chewy. He. That's that's mm. depending on how much they keep. <laughs> Of of some of the EU stuff, but but Chew, but he was an imperial officer and he rescued Chewie, and that's that's that kind of ended his career with the Empire. Oh wow! Because imagine you kind of have no choice. Like you you grow up in a in a in a world, and if you want to get off world or you want to you want to make something of yourself, if you're not you know somebody who has means, joining the military is probably the only thing you could do. Yeah. Even if it's an evil military, but you don't. I mean, you know. And then, and then some joined. I'm assuming in the in the original trilogy era, some joined with hopes that they could make the right connections, right, and somehow right. get with the rebellion and and be able to kind of jump ship, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Biggs like did. At least thirty years ago, it's not like the Empire was only evil stormtroopers burning down villages. Right. I'm sure they also did like important peacekeeping work as well because they were the military of the standing reigning government at the time. Sure. You kept you the know. trains running on time. Like, well, <laughs> even, even more than the, like the Mussolini connection there, like if if there was a riot or if there was, you know, incur, you know, incurring people from right. the outer rim coming to attack your planet, you mm. probably wanted stormtroopers there to help you, you right. know, so and the worlds were so far. I mean, and worlds are so far away from each other. If you say some guy's a terrorist from some planet, if they give you fake information, you're gonna believe that he's some terrorist from another planet. Like there's, there's no way you're gonna investigate it yourself. You just go with it. Yeah, propaganda is very strong. So. And that brings up another question too. I mean, um, and now that Jim is joining us, it's really awesome. But. Um, <laughs> Hey Jim. <laughs> Hi, how's it going, hey. guys? Hey. Hi, good. You jumped in just at the right time uh, before they can first, ask you. Where you talk first, or how does this work? <laughs> well, I was just going to ask a question because this is maybe not the way to introduce you, but parliamentary procedure. Where obviously there was none in this movie, or very little. But <laughs> I would have liked to see. <laughs> yeah, you came in just at the right time. Like, give me a little backstory, like how the Empire became the First Order and this resistance. Give me a, like a map. How much of the galaxy do they control? Do we know any of that, or is that just kind of doesn't matter? Explain it in aftermath, which Plus, I started. Yeah, I was going to suggest to the listeners to read the novelization of the movie too. I just finished it. Okay, and, and there's a lot of little tidbits in there about how like the First Order came about and. Uh, Poe meeting Ray, you know, mm. that wasn't really in the movie, is in the book. They explain a little more about Finn. Um, I, I really like a, a lot of contextual stuff is there in the novelization that's not in the movie. And, it's not favored because <laughs> the book is not really favored out of the book so far, but I think because they give you a lot of info on characters that you didn't know before yeah. the movie. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we know, I, I, you know, talking about EU and stuff like that, I know we're kind of all over the place, but. One of the things I liked, there are two things, and, and this is something that people, you know, when, the, when, they, when Lucasfilm kind of announced that 
the in Disney that the EU was kind of going away. Uh, you know, there are things that we there are a lot of things to like. There are some things to not like. Uh, but the fact that we know that there is or was a new republic that after at some point after the destruction of the second Death Star and the Emperor's death, that a government formed to to kind of replace the remnants of the empire and probably for the last 30 years have been looking to kind of, you know, mop them up. Um, but also that Luke did start another Jedi Academy. Like he started some sort of school to formally train Jedi. So granted at this point, we know very little about any of that. Right. But I'm, I'm assuming that between episodes eight and nine, we're going to learn more. I'm assuming that there's going to be tons of comics and books and right. possibly other anthology movies and stuff like that, that are going to flesh a lot of that out. Or they keep um, spinning in circles and she has to give him the sword and he never takes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. There are some other shades of the EU, too, if you if you think about it. Like the whole remnants of the Empire rallying around a new leader who's strong in the Force. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, much the way the, the remnants of the Empire rallied around, like Thrawn, and rallied around the Clone Emperor uh, in the EU, things like that. Um, so there are kind of shades of the EU in, in this story. Um, but I, I, I want to recommend not only the novelization of this movie, but there's also a, a, ostensibly a young adult book. It's written by Greg Rucka who, you know, comic readers will you know, recognize that name, uh, uh, called, um, I think it's called Before the Awakening. And it has, it's, it's a th- the book's in three sections. Oh, Shattered Empire, you talking about? No, no. That's a comic. This is a, a book book. Oh, okay. This isn't a comic book. This is an actual, it's like a young adult novel. Oh, right, I, right. I read it in like one day. Um, but it's it's in three sections. One section is about Ray. One section is about Poe. One section is about Finn. And if you want a little bit of the backstory and a little more filled in there on those characters, then I definitely recommend reading that too. I'm not saying it affected the movie negatively, not having that information, but a little bit of hint or a little bit of backstory wouldn't have hurt either. Just to say, okay, the Death Star was destroyed, the Emperor is gone. Here's what happened: the you know, it fractured out, and they, you know, it, a map, something. Give me a map. You know, it did seem to shy away from any any talk of politics. Kind of like, <laughs> well, they were very much. To... I mean, the resistance was very much its own separate thing from the Republic, and it was it was kind of hinted that the Republic was supporting the resistance, but not publicly. You I know, know but I mean? they very could much have... like we see in politics now. Yeah, know? yeah, but they could have put a little bit in it, but it, it seemed like they were kind of gun shy with putting putting too many too much politics. Yeah, Gee, well, I, I wonder mean, why? And, yeah. well, and two, the movie's two hours. Why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, the movie's two hours and fifteen minutes as it is. Yeah. I mean, you well, know. I would, one criticism I would say is that it wasn't a big deal, but just when they blew up those planets and you knew that that was the planet of the government, of right. the, you know, the, the resistance, the, the resi- no, actually not the resistance, but the government itself. Oh, the, the Republic or was it the Senate the or something? What was yeah, it? The, okay. yeah, was the new, that was the new world. In order to draw out the resistance because they knew the Republic and the resistance were tied. Right. So they destroyed the seat of the Republic knowing right. the resistance would have to investigate and retaliate and exactly. draw them out. Well, and it, it destroyed would, the fleet too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been a little bit clearer to, to at least tell you a little bit about that before they blew it up. Just a little Again, bit. Like, like a map saying yeah. this this part of the galaxy, you see on this side of the line, this is all the Republic. Right. Okay. And over here is the First Order, which used to be the Empire. So the, Emp- the First Order is trying to take it all back. Okay. I can get, I can digest that now. It's like there's a I, line, I, it's a map, and I can eh, see that. I would recommend but, stepping back a little bit and saying, 
or, and, and realizing that we, it's not like we know less than we did at the beginning of A New Hope in terms of 1977, you go into the theater to see Star Wars and you kind of have to put those pieces together of what this government is and how it works and what's the mm-hmm. Republic, you know, all these things. And it's only confusing a little bit in, in, uh, Force Awakens because we know somewhat of what happened beforehand. If you took what you knew from the original trilogy out, you would not really be confused watching this movie any more so than you would be watching an, uh, Star Wars in 1977. It's, it's like 10% more complicated. Well, I'm but frankly, I, I appreciate that approach. I would rather you have me pick up something from context clues than give me some huge info dump of exposition that I have to try to follow along and remember as the story goes along. I don't even think they did that. Like, I, like, I'm coming from it from someone who didn't, like, from hearing people talk about it who didn't, who aren't into these movies like that. They haven't read any of the extra stuff. Right. They were like, you blew it up, and it, it was important. You knew from the reaction that it was important that they blew it up. But I think it would have, if they put a little bit of it in context, like maybe have, I know they wanted to save it for quite the middle of the movie, but maybe have something with, um, content, maybe have Leia in contact with some, one of them, one of the politicians who, yeah. there, like uh, talking about there's something coming, there's something going down, and we don't know what it is. Something, well, like, to be honest, little... you didn't really know a whole lot about Alderan when they blew it up, other than Leia was from there. <laughs> you, you know? didn't, but you still had it that Leia was well, Leia friend. and Jimmy Smith's, right? Well, and Jimmy right. Smith's, you still, you still <laughs> had it that kind of. She, they kidnapped her. She was the princess of that planet. You know, blah blah blah. Well, I just wanted to say I've seen it three times now. I saw it twice in IMAX and once in a drive-in. And uh, how was the drive-in? Was it okay? Was it was it? It was incredible. My was my it, kids, okay. my my kids both loved the Good Dinosaur, which was the first showing. <laughs> and then um, my, Jack was asleep by the time the the um, the um, opening crawl. Of episode of episode seven. Oh wow! But but my daughter stayed up for like about the first hour of it and was kind of was very scared by Kylo Ren. Wow! Ooh, now so. did you bring your own food? Did you bring your own snacks or did you we go did. to the snack? I, well, they encouraged yeah. that. You know, we brought our own, we brought uh, we brought our own snacks. Yeah, we brought our own <laughs> snacks. We brought brought a few adult beverages for us and you know nice. some some juice boxes for the kids and we made our own popcorn. And, That's great. Yeah, it was a good time. It was fun. It was fun to see it with a crowd too because. You could actually, I mean, it was it was warm enough the night we went that people had their windows down, you know, and, and people were cheering at the appropriate parts of the movie. And when <laughs> when uh, horns? well, when when uh, when Kylo killed, well, you know, when Ben Solo Kylo whoever kills kills Han, I mean, you could almost hear everybody. I I, I heard, literally heard someone yell, <laughs> "No!" <laughs> like somewhere in the crowd. So yeah, it was that. Yeah, but it was a wow. cool experience to see it in, in the drive-in with my kids, and I would not take my small children to a movie theater. I would not inflict that upon other people because I'm re- I'm a responsible parent. But taking them to a drive-in where I can keep them contained in the home, in the I didn't. Have, there was none so. of it. All the kids were quiet in the movie theater, which surprised me. That's cool. When I went to see it in the morning, yeah, it's funny. I went. So we took my son, myself, and my daughter-in-law. We took the two the two grandkids and. Two hours and fifteen minutes is a little too long for a just turned four year old. Mm, like he's, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was pretty into it in the beginning for a while, and then he had to go to the bathroom. And so my daughter in law took him to the bathroom, and then when they came back, she sat pretty much like in the front row, like off to the side. So that way, if he wanted to kind of like get up and stand up in the aisle 
like he wasn't in front of anybody like he was like basically he could kind of do his own little thing there and kind of come and sit and then get up and not disturb anybody like he wasn't making noise yeah but but two he wasn't like in the middle of the aisle where he'd be you know somebody would be wanting to you know pick him up and throw him but yeah i know my kids too well and uh you know unless it's like a, a totally for kids movie i i mean my my daughter's four so She's just to the point now where she can sit through a whole movie, getting up, running around, going to pee, yeah. getting a cookie, whatever. So, um, yeah, but the driving was a great experience. And I know I've said before, and I got I got to say it again: reserve seats, dude. Oh yeah, reserve seats have changed Only the way, way I go. go to the movies, yes. and and I you know I I don't know why they have just now implemented all this, but I'm glad they did. Yeah, it's great. It's funny because so my my granddaughter is five and a half, and she pretty much sat there. With, without getting too fidgety uh, at all, so, but she's a little older. And I remember, like, when I was a kid, I was I was just five, or mi- almost five, depending on when I actually saw it. Uh, you know, but I was b- born in July of 72, so it would have been, like, I was almost five. And I remember going to the movies and not being, like, all over the place. But then, at the same time, going to the movies back then, it was like, there that was like a, a rare experience. Like I yeah, wasn't like it, at home, there was no Netflix and no, you know, no, no cable. You know, at that time we didn't have cable and, you know, ki- I, as a kid, I wasn't constantly being inundated with media. Mm-hmm. And so I think the, the, the deal sometimes with kids nowadays is this isn't like a novel experience for them. Like if you tell a five-year-old or a six-year-old, you're going to take them to the movies. It's like, okay, right, you know, yeah. they, you know, it's 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 not this this thing that it that it was. You know, mm-hmm. back when we were young. Well, I think us doing the driving kind of made it more of an event. You know sure, I mean? it was absolutely. Like a family outing. We packed food. We're like, well, what do you want to take us next? I want peanut butter and jelly. Okay, yeah. you know, and like we made it kind of a thing, kind of. A, but you're right. You're absolutely correct. And uh, looping back around to something that you're saying to what Jordan was saying, I think one of the coolest tricks about this movie that kind of makes reminds me of '77 or '80 is that he told us some. But not not everything, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. I, I, we're going back to the kind of conjecture that we had as geeks back in the seventies. You know, is Ray Skywalker's daughter? Is he Kenobi? Is she Kenobi's daughter? <laughs> is she a clone of Anakin? What if right. she's a clone of Anakin? Is you know, does Kylo Ren really work for the Resistance? He's only doing this so we can get close to Snoke. I mean, all this conjecture, all these questions. You know, why did she freak out when she touched Luke's? You know. Lightsaber, you know, how does she figure in? You know, how does Nipleta uh, Nyago's character figure in? You know, how does Max von Sydow's character? You know, like all these things, all these, all this excitement and energy that really I didn't feel after the prequels among my friends. You know, like we weren't like you know conjecturing over and over. I mean, no, because there was like, nothing. There was right. nothing unknown. I mean, explained right. to death. Yeah, this yeah. is this. I mean, like you're saying, Jordan. You know, there's uh, you pick it up contextually as you go along. A lot of it, you give an opening crawl at the beginning that kind of gives you, you know, the slight info dump, and then that's it. You know, the right, you're just kind of thrown into this world, and very much in the '77 and Empire in, in '80, and then again like this. You know, I think J.J. Abrams really like you know pulled off a great trick by being able to do that and by getting people talking about it like a month after you know it has come out. You know, the way that everybody has. You know, and conjecturing and, and questioning and all the different fan theories that have popped up in just the past few weeks. And it's just it's just kind of incredible. One thing I want to I want to talk about is and we've we've kind of beat around it a little bit, but is the characters and at least I'll say the kind of the front three, which 
if there's any criticism I have of the movie, I mean, there's obviously there's nitpicks. You, no movie is perfect, but one of the things I really wish we had more of was more Poe. Like I loved mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac; I thought was awesome as Poe Dameron. Well, you, know, you heard um, why, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, we almost got less than we got. Yeah, <laughs> than we that. got. They wanted to kill him off. Yeah. Um, but kind of the front three, which I'm hoping moving forward will be a little more prominent. But I just found like Oscar Isaac's Poe. John Boyega's Finn and Daisy Ridley's Ray to just be delightful. Like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, you look back on the prequels and you can't, I mean, none of those characters and and like, I don't want to turn this into a bash session, but, but you know, the original trilogy had Luke Han and Leia and again, delightful. Like, you know, they were, they had charisma, they had, they had chemistry, they had, um, you know, they felt comfortable and everybody of of those three, they just like, especially I think, I think Oscar Isaacs felt the most comfortable in his role. Like he was just like, so matter of fact and smooth and just kind of like, you felt like he was that guy. Like he was just, you know, he wasn't even acting. It was just like, it just came out. Um, And that to me, I think is, is what is, you know, brings people back is, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, we, we got Han Solo, we got Princess Leia, we got, you know, Luke and we got Chewie and we have the droids, but but these three, I think, are going to be the torchbearers. I mean, these three are going to take us through these next two movies in a prominent way. And I think, you know, especially the 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 Finn and Ray, that combination, I think they had a lot of chemistry. I mean, whether or not they become romantically involved or not, mm-hmm. it, I don't think is is important. They have very good chemistry together. I mean, they right. work well on screen. They 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 acted their parts very well. I mean, I, I just, mm-hmm. I like Boyega's sense of humor. I mean, I just love that, you know, again, he tries to front that he's a little more heroic. I mean, when he first meets <laughs> Poe, he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm here to rescue you. He's like, you need a pilot, don't you? And, you know, he just like posts right through him. It's right. like, you're not rescuing me because you care. Or when you're he plays off like he's because... in the resistance when he meets Rayo. Yeah, I'm right. in the resistance. Yeah. yeah. And then I, the, you could see Poe being his, big brother yes uh as the story as their story progresses like yeah. you can see him being his big brother and kind Gives of him his name yeah. showing him you know like you know like you, you, i'm he's there for him he's he's there to, to help him out guide him and call him on his crap when you know he, he yeah the cool part that. in the book uh too the the uh uh you know the the uh, beginning the the young adult book by, by greg Recca, finn is like you know uh under phasma and phasma wants to promote him to officer material but he's too has too much empathy mm-hmm. for his fellow stormtroopers you right? saw something like a familiarity see, with her too with the way yeah. that she kind of right. was protective a little bit well she recognizes him she's like fn two you know twenty one eighty seven i you know but in this story he he's you know teamed up with three others and uh, they're all, you know, FN des- designation as well. But he shows, like, too much empathy, like, trying to help his, his fellow stormtroopers right. to survive. And they're able to show that in that one scene in the beginning where he's fighting and he gets the, you know, his you know his fellow trooper's blood smeared on his face and everything. Right. And, uh, and I don't know, just from, like, I, you make a really good point. I mean, these these three characters, and I'd have to throw in Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, too. Sure, he's no, gonna, He's going to be definitely absolutely. carrying a lot of it going forward as well. And uh, just, I don't know, I thought all four of them really, really uh, uh, hit it out of the park. I didn't think there was a, a sour note performance among them. Like, my, my entire beef with this is I want more. And, right. and for that to be my complaint <laughs> is, like, the best complaint I could possibly have. 
You know, it's the same problem I had in 1977. You know, I want more. Oh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, the comic books, uh, Han Solo starts end. You know, whatever I can You're find thirsty. about these characters. You're thirsty. That's why I've gone ahead and read the novelization and this YA novel is because I want more. You know, I want to spend more time with these characters. I want to. I want to be back in the story. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, more more Phasma for sure. More Poe Dameron for sure. Yeah, I mean, we will um, probably see them. I mean, they're definitely yeah, coming. And, and yeah. you know more more parliamentary procedure. To, oh, just, no just not even just just a sliver of it. I mean, <laughs> give me some, give me a little history, something. That's all. You know. But you know, we're not nitpicking. I mean, this movie, this movie, not much to nitpick. It really, I mean, there may be a couple of points. I know Jordan, you had something about the plot you wanted to talk about. Maybe in the last part because we had a little email thread going for a while. But oh, my thing about the ending. <laughs> yeah, the ending. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll save that for later. That, yeah, exactly. Good. I mean, there's not much to nitpick. Really, the only thing I, the thing that stuck out to me was. Snoke, the character, a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but the movie was great. But then you see this cartoony, kind of blown up villain again. Like, what's going I, on uh, here? I was like, why is he so big? Yeah, I, I, I thought that was remember a cool the very switch. first time we saw the Emperor, though. And yeah, exactly. Back, he yeah. was also huge. That's but he wasn't a cartoon. Well, no, but it was like his, like really. I mean, the original version was like really bad makeup and just like this really bland. But that's the only reason why I was like, he he must not be a giant, like because they did that with the emperor, so he must not be a giant. And then it was a projection at the end, obviously. Yeah. Then when it, Mm -hmm. yeah, I was, I can't remember. I was listening to something, and and somebody was saying that watch Snoke is like a Yoda, like he's like Yoda sized, like he's like this tiny guy. (laughs) I was thinking that too, the way he like kind of is bundled upon himself. You know what I mean? Kind of like all hunched in. Start going, Snoke. Where's where Snoke? I'm down here. <laughs> and look, I, 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 I thought, my size to you. And Kylo Ren was definitely very cool. I mean, just very menacing. Um, you know, very even crazy. when it took, crazy, petulant like, child. Yeah, didn't you want to see like Darth Vader take his lightsaber and smash up something? Like you know, you yes. always thought, <laughs> yes. So it's like our it's he's fulfilling it. He's being he's being a younger version of that. Like this is great, just <laughs> smashing up the room. He's having the and, tantrum. Yeah. And the yes, walking down the hall, turn around and walk away. it appears they're used to his reaction. Yes, like, yes. yes. You see sparks coming out of a room. You turn around. You walk the other way, man. That's right. it. <laughs> this is what he does. This is- and I, I, there's there's something to be said for the humor in the script here. I mean, it's a very yeah. serious script and a lot of things going on. But there, yeah. you know, there are these little moments like. With po, like one of the first times we meet Poe Dameron when he's getting interviewed by Kylo Ren, you know, or interrogated by Kylo Ren, it's like, you know, so so do you start talking? Do I? Just, yeah, we, we mentioned yeah, that. We it was funny about that but yeah. um, like just a little, and it wasn't too much, you know, it wasn't no, like yeah. trying to be too funny, but just just enough to like take take the um, you know, to take the air out of things. And just <laughs> like when they find out Sin was in, or Finn was in uh, sanitation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they're attacking the base, you know. Well, and then you know he was really, really good in this. I thought when he stands up to Phasma, even he's like, "I'm in charge now, Phasma. Me, I'm in charge." It's <laughs> yeah, that, you know, and he's oh just like God. he's in her face and stuff. It was just hilarious. <laughs> and then Don had to dial him back. And then the whole bit with Finn and BB-8, that stuff just killed me. It's great. You know, where, where you know he's like, I mean, he even goes, "Droid, please." And when you know, at that one point when he turns around, and I was just like, it was just, it, it's just. I don't know. Just the, the, the right scene after amount. the Millennium Falcon chase, where Ray and Finn are just like, and you did that, and I did, and you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was good. It's really. Great. But just even the bit with like BB-8, where he's like, 
he turns and looks at Ray, then he looks at Finn. Right. And he looks at Ray, and he looks at Finn. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just well done. I mean, the droids were funny. The stormtroopers were tr- funny for the first time. Like, when, when did you ever think you'd be laughing at stormtroopers? But you're right. When they turned around in the hallway and they walked away, that was actually the whole theater well, laughed at that point. They, they were, were funny chugging. without having to say anything. To exactly. say anything, right. It was great. Now, did you, did you guys recognize the one that was outside the cell as being – uh, Daniel Craig. I didn't know that till afterwards. I didn't know that till they like, told me. Like to me, as soon as yeah. he started talking, I was like, I turned to my son. And I'd forgotten that that was a rumor. I was like, that's Daniel Craig. And it, it, when you, it's his, he has a very distinctive kind of voice. And so, huh. to me, it just it it just stood right out. I didn't know until it was put on Facebook like three days after the movie came out, and then I I figured yeah. it out. But yeah, so, I didn't really know. Yeah, yeah. The, the other kind of little nitpick I had with it was and I mentioned this on our little private email thread that we had for the last couple of weeks was the um the R two D two being asleep type of thing. Like I didn't really mm-hmm. and Jim, yeah. I think you had a good explanation for it. I just didn't really understand it that well. Maybe I missed something. And even again even after the second watch, I still didn't really understand he's in this low power mode. Okay, I can understand he's in power save mode, but what triggers him to finally wake up? I mean it wasn't BB when he first rolled over. It was Something later on, like what was when it? Finn came, it was when Ray came back. Well, so, so they, that Ray was, was the theory, key. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. So he but hears actually, Ray's voice. Okay, this ties into that thing you brought up earlier. My, my one, my one change, my one fifteen second add in shot that fixes like ninety percent of the problems I've heard with the ending of the movie. Um, and here it is, and it ties directly into that. Is and I, I came up with this after seeing it the third time yesterday, and that was, I, I love the shot after Han dies of leia reacting to it right yeah well, she, she feels just it. has that she feels it through the force and it, yeah. awesome okay now cut directly from that to a 15 second shot of a hooded figure luke but we won't see his face and who, he can feel it who you see his robot hand stretch out and like touch the table and maybe his shoulders slump mm-hmm. and then all he has to do is again without seeing the face reach over and hit a button and then you cut to r2 and have his, you know, his main eye light come on. Right. Now, I, I still think it works if it's re- this is the first time Ray's been in proximity, and he's just he's been programmed to oh, the lightsaber. Ray, then oh, or the lightsaber, yeah, exactly. Mm. Boom. However, if if you can't do that, if you um, if that if that's not going to work, all you need is this fifteen second shot that doesn't ruin the Luke reveal because it doesn't give you any more than you already had in the flashback, and or the like the Force Vision flashback, and just uh, that that. Answers all those questions <laughs> to me. Jordan cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they just they just they just went too fast through that. It just didn't make any. It, it didn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it does yeah. to people that wrote it, but I don't know. I just did. It was fine. I didn't. And again, that is such a small, small nitpick. It did not take me out of the movie at all. I was like, okay, he's awake now. Welcome back, R two. And even seeing him beepity bloopity with BB eight was kind of cool. Like they were talking it to each other. I hear how different their were. It, yes. It goes with the fantasy thing as well because just certain things happen that are like you can get away with saying it happened because it was supposed to happen, you know, at right. a certain time. Yeah. It's and the other, the, the other question I had, like I said, I have a lot of questions. I guess uh, Kylo's lightsaber. Why is it so fiery and just not sharp? It's a bootleg. He has a cracked crystal. It's a bootleg. <laughs> they really it's broke on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he didn't get fully trained. He didn't know how to do it the no. right way. He kind of he, figured it out on his own type of thing. Well, here, so inter- so okay. If he was training as a Jedi, mm-hmm. he had to have. I'm assuming he had to have built a lightsaber, and Luke would not have let him build a red one. 
Well, building so, your lightsaber is usually the last thing you do as a right, Jedi, yeah. isn't it? So, oh, well, I don't know. I the think, younglings had had lightsabers, but they didn't build those. Those were lightsabers. They had well, true. Good point. Lightsabers, but yeah, in, point. In, in Empire, I mean, if you're going from movie canon, you know, Darth says you have constructed your own lightsaber. Your training is now complete. True. But yeah, I could see point, them so. saying it, that he constructed one on his own in secret because he was tired of Luke holding him back. Like, right. I, I can see that yeah. being my my. And I think I've read this somewhere too, but th- I started thinking about this. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of talk about the lights, about the lightsaber and the cross guard and stuff like that. Well, it turns out it's not a cross guard. The, the and I can't. I think this came from JJ himself, or no, it came from the the cross section, the DK book. So this is like an official licensed, you know, thing uh, that the his 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 kyber crystal is cracked, mm-hmm. or, or not kyber crystal. His 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 um. His lightsaber crystal is cracked, right? So that's why it's not perfectly formed, and right. and the sides are just exhaust jets. So basically, because the thing is cracked, it, it the energy kind of flows in funky directions. So the cross guard is actually just exhaust. Exhaust. So it's not. It's okay. not even like a blade. Makes sense. Right. Um, yeah, I have a theory that maybe he found Vader. You know, he's got Vader's helmet. I wonder if he found Vader's lightsaber. And just from the fire and everything else, the the crystal made was it out of that. that could, well, that went the Death Star though. That blew up with the Death Star, didn't it? No, I mean, I wouldn't. Well, well, did, did, did he cut off uh, his no, hand? No, didn't it, he, or didn't it? Wasn't it burned with him in Endor? No, no, because if Luke, Luke cut off his hand, remember, and then right. it went down the chute. Right. Yeah. Well, on the Death but Star, that wasn't his first lightsaber though. Well, it didn't go. I mean, we don't know where it went. I mean. They were on a catwalk, but it was only a couple few feet off the ground. It, it fell down like... one of the many, many pits there are in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yes, yes, right. <laughs> but again, that was the Death Star. It blew up. It's like, okay, I don't know. Yeah, Luke had enough time to get off. All I had to do was fall next to somebody who picked it up and took it off with him. You know, yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. yeah, on the Death or Star. Or okay. use the Force to sense it. Real world, Luke... though, do you guys know who actually designed Kylo Ren's lightsaber and its look? It was Johnny Ive. The guy who designs all of the Apple stuff in terms really? of the visual look of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was like, well, you know, you've got, cause think about it this way. I, I already mentioned uh, the yet motifs in the music for Kylo Ren and how they match his character of this guy who is not Darth Vader. He's raw power, but he is not, he doesn't have the control. He doesn't have, he's not refined. He, he's just like this raw power. And, that matches his music. It matches his lightsaber, which is this raw power that crackles and jets off where it shouldn't, like if it was a, a regular lightsaber. And it matches how he uses the force, where he doesn't have the control to force choke someone from across the room. He can just pull them at him and then choke them. He can just throw out a wall of stop moving, but he doesn't have that fine, minute control. Like it all fits together for informing his character, which I love. Like I love right. every aspect of how they chose to take the Jason character, who I also love, and oh. mold it into something that just everything about it works in the way that it doesn't work. Like it, everything, every complaint anybody has about him, it's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of the point. He is a sniveling whiny brat who, who sounds weird when he takes off the mask because that's why he wears the mask because he doesn't want to be fight. And he didn't fight with finesse either. Like, because he's not good at everything was brute strength. Like, well, and that's, that's where I'm wondering if they pulled something from the EU because one of the things, and I think even they kind of alluded to it a little bit in in the prequel trilogy, is different Jedi's have different um, 
force you know affinities like right. some are excellent fighters some have great control some are healers some are you know great well, documentarians or whatever mind tricks a good uh, meta yeah like some can heal and right. some can use electronics in a way right. that others can't so i i kind of took it as they were basically saying kylo ren he he's almost like his force acuity is more in like telekin uh, te- telepathy telepathy right than you know than other aspects of the force. Um, so his swordsmanship isn't as there, but his like mental powers are super strong. I mean, yeah, well, he doesn't have control, right? Yeah, right. I mean, he's pulling the information. I've never seen that before. Pulling information out of somebody just by tele- telepathy, which was really neat to see. Yeah. No, no. I wanted to ask you cool. guys: Do you think like the Knights of Ren and everything? Do you think that's a dark side order that's not Sith? I like think a it's it's a different... it's an order that's not all Force users. Right. I I didn't get the impression yeah. that they were all dark. I think force it's users the opposite kind of, of the of the Jedi, uh, the the group that um in the, the beginning the that were wiped out. The Church of the Force. Yeah, the Church of the Force. I think they're like the opposite of that. They they seem to worship the Sith, but not might not have all the information. They're also they also seem to be more like the SS to the stormtroopers. Stormtroopers, since this movie goes so strong down the uh, yeah, yeah, they're totally Nazis. We're not even going to sugarcoat at this time. Oh, Uh, Nazis. Yeah, they're they're the they're the SS. They're the you know the the elite guard, if you will. I almost kind of took it as maybe like it was like a college. Almost like a college secret society thing, you know, like you know, like the Skull and Bones or something like Kinda that. Like they, the Spartans in a way, because they take the you know the Roman guard, they would take kids and train them early and right. Like, but I mean, the like the Knights of Ren, almost yeah, like they're yeah. you know just some kind of like a you know secret society thing, you know, like mm-hmm. basically some kids at the academy like learned you know found a book that had something that they read that. Um, you know, led them down that path or something like that. I don't know. I, I think one guy had Mandalorian armor. Another guy had like mm-hmm. a Final Fantasy cloud sword. Like yeah. there was some interesting stuff there. And I think uh, interestingly put, enough, the yeah. actors who are portraying those other masked figures, at least for that scene, are uh, the same guys who uh, portrayed the Conja Club. Um, who are the guys from the raid? It's, right. it's, really? it's all those guys from the raid were mm-hmm. the Conja Club members on uh, Han's other ship, which we never got a name for, uh, which I found interesting. Yeah. And also, they're, they're also the Knights of Ren. So expect to see lots mm-hmm. of really cool stuff from them in the future. Yeah, that freighter is called the Irivana, just so you know, Irivana, Han's freighter, according to the Wikipedia. And I could see that it being because a lot of this information, they just don't have all the information. They only have bits and pieces and. And, right. Or or recounts of people that were there, or maybe recounts of people who have recounts of people that have been there. So they don't have the accurate, the most accurate of information. It's it's almost it's funny how Kylo Ren is almost like a statement on fanboys too. It okay. is. He's the, he's sure. the ultimate Darth Vader fanboy. This is yeah. not my <laughs> Superman. This is not my. Right, you know, like Superboy Prime, exactly. Right. This is not my version. This is the, but it's the version that you think you know. Like it's the it's the version that you cling to, but you don't know that stuff. Like yeah, like he clings to the Dark Vader. He, you know, thinks he knows, but he doesn't care about the other stuff. He probably doesn't know all of Dark the information about what happened with him. I, I'd also be interested to know, and I, I think we even talked about this before the movie came out, but the whole idea of I'll finish what you started, what is it specifically that he's trying to do? Is it the Jason Solo thing of 
my, yeah, my grandfather was evil, but there was there was peace and order in the galaxy, and now there isn't yeah. because the good I'm guys are in control that. and they're a bunch yeah. of idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it the ability to um, to overcome death? You know, which was the whole Plagueis into Palpatine into Vader um, force. Is there someone he was I trying think... to or failed to keep from dying? Oh, well, that, because that of that, maybe. remember that speech where the the yelling speech of how decadent and and chaotic the government was and how we will rise and you know bring order and all that kind of stuff i'm thinking that's what um i'm thinking if like ben was was growing up in that in in all of that he saw all of the chaos he didn't see the empire doing the bad stuff he just saw right all the governments not working together and things not getting done and, you know, like the bad stuff of government, the bad part of government, I think. Well, I imagine for probably a good part of his early life, it was all out war. I mean, you know, as we've seen, you know, with with the comics like in Shattered Empire, mm-hmm. you know, just because they killed the Emperor and you blew up the second Death Star doesn't mean that there isn't, you know, fleets of Star Destroyers and... TIE fighters and legions of stormtroopers and, you know, all, you know, other worlds and outposts and, and things like that, you know, all that stuff has to be dealt with. And, you know, if, if they were, you know, somewhat organized and didn't just all just decide to surrender at once, which, you know, we're led to believe they didn't, then it, it, you know, in, in a, in a galaxy that large, Mm -hmm. you know, we're talking probably decades of just, harsh war and so there probably was no real government for you know i don't know maybe the last maybe they've only had that government in the last 10 years you know 15 years something like that and and what you know what other groups tried to like play for the opportunity like with like the huts or or the remnants of mandalore like who tried to come in and start even more trouble while they had the opportunity so he sees chaos i mean he Mm -hmm. grew up with chaos yeah it's like the uh the the kid who grew up with hippie parents he becomes uh Staunch conservative, you know. What sure, I mean? sure. I mean, he re- he, you know, rebelled against his parents after mm-hmm. seeing that, like you guys were saying, his whole life. You know, it's like family ties. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. Alex B. Keaton, Alex right? Keaton, like, <laughs> I was Trump thinking that too, man. Parents, like, that's so yo, funny. It's all about love and peace. <laughs> Irony. He came up going. You people need to get a job. They, like, they put it interestingly in the novelization. <laughs> they say that there. It turns out that there is a certain number of people in the galaxy who preferred the order of the empire. I'm sure they did. So the chaos because of the they Republic. got to eat because they got yeah. food and they had medicine and they had you know like you know like that's they called they them Donald Trump Mark. voters or blue yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They their iPods worked and their. You know, they had lights and everything moving yeah. around. And and when all that stuff stops working, I don't care what government it is and what kind of nonsense you're talking. When people stop getting food every day. Revolution. <laughs> it's, it's all about revolution. <laughs> and whatever government was feeding people, that's the government that they're going to want. Well, I just look at this world we, we get to glimpse here, even though we don't get to see a wide uh, swath of it. Even just seeing the, the state of things in that area of Jakku, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a desert planet, but man, sure doesn't seem like things have gotten better under the New Republic's uh, reign. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. The other sticking point I had was obviously Luke's uh, lightsaber, how it got to um, to that bar. FedEx. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean <sighs> maybe they'll show it. I, I don't know. Again, it doesn't take me out of the movie, but 
you kind of just something, can't you? I'm, a couple of lines, you know, just well, some explanation. I, I think it's. She says in that scene, that's another story, or yeah, that's, that's a long story. story or yeah, something. I'm like, oh, yeah, gee, thanks. Alluding to the yeah. fact, oh, yeah. we'll probably see this in another movie or yeah. something like that. But why also, drag it out to another movie? They, they could have explained it now and just put well, it to bed. Why it's do a we... long story. So we could talk about it. Oh, man. Yeah. Come on. It, or there's going to be a comic it, or a book. Yeah, or... yeah. I think in the big scheme of things, it's not important. Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, we knew the thing wasn't destroyed, so... It's just like any other artifact. It's you know? just something you want to know. I mean, it, it's something for people that would want to know. Like, you want to know how uh, King Arthur's sword got in the stone. You, right. You, not, you don't have to explain it, but... Right. Especially after Luke's reaction at the end. He recognizes it. I oh, mean, sure. it has significance. She, she gets a, a force vision we'll, from it. I mean, you know... I think we'll find out. I just think for the purposes of this movie, it just wasn't important. And I figure J.J. probably was like, well, why... Why should I dictate how somebody else is going to tell this story? Like he probably said, "Look, is this is this pertinent to the story I'm telling? Like, d- does where this thing came from and the journey it took change anything I'm doing? No. Okay, then why should I force somebody else to adhere to what what I'm going to put? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like because like, he said that. I mean, this was ba- this was basically this was set up. Sure. For the world. This is going to be, this was the stepping stone for what the world is going to be from now on with all these, the the next batch of Star Wars films. So that, you know, I guess. He knew, he knew. Who knows? Maybe it ties into the Han Solo movie we're getting in a few years or whatever. You know what I mean? Maybe it it. ties in, you know, it ties into one of the other movies or. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I mean, get it now. It's almost like he's setting. He's setting a little. It's like he's uh, Johnny Appleseed, you know, just throwing, okay. throwing little yeah, plot everything lines is a there plan. that can be like, tied into later. Yeah, you know? this is all like a you lot of. See, I can see a spinoff series or something with uh, the Greg Grunberg group there, that Resistance, uh, you know, group that Poe uh, flies Snap, with. What, yeah. what was his, what was Greg Grunberg's last name? Snap, Snap Wexley. Snap Wexley. Yeah. That is the the epitome of Star Wars names, right there. Sure, <laughs> that and Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would they could go with one. either one. They could. You could interchange Harry Potter and Star Wars names. Yeah, a lot of times you could just go with it. But I, th- I think JJ knew too. Like, I'm not directing episode eight or nine. I'm not writing episode eight or nine. So you know, again, this is. I think he just was like, I'm coming in. I'm telling yeah. my story. I'm setting. They want me to set set the pace for what's to come. It's probably not a good idea to just like lock everything down to the point where nobody has any freedom to tell anything. You know, like things are so wide open now that even, you know, if somebody unofficially says, oh, it was this or it was that until it gets either onto print or onto mm-hmm. film, you know, it's not locked down. So Ryan Johnson could come in and you know, there could be a whole 20 minute sequence in episode eight that fills us in on everything that's been happening for the last 30 years. Cloud uh, city all the way till to that. To, to yeah. Present I, day, right. Yeah. Or, I mean, or, or just, you know, in general or that, you know, my feeling is there's going to be a book or a comic that's going to tell us what happened to that lightsaber. Almost like, um, yep. wasn't, wasn't there a comic? Wasn't it called, was it called Gun or something like that? Or maybe it was a TV show or something like that where I think it was a, there was a TV show called Gun. But basically, like, like everything, like the gun was just like a, a MacGuffin. Like the gun moved through the story and the and the gun was the reason, like our point of view into into what was going on in the world. So I wonder if at some point we're basically going to get that kind of a story like, you know, uh, you know, we'll 
you know, the well, light. They did that in Star Wars or just in general? They did something like this before? No, 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 no. This is like, yeah, totally unrelated to Star Wars. I'm trying to think. Oh, of they what... did do something like that. There was something. I do remember something like that where it was a it was a gun or something and it would interchange through people. And it, it was it, it. It was how they can tell the story of the, the different people. Yes. Planet of the Apes. That. It was it was the stuff leading up to to Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. Now, does they anyone did... know? I mean, mm. does anyone know for sure? I'm looking at IMDb right now, and it's not written. Is Kazdan down for all three? No, no. He's it's... only writing Han Solo. Okay, because right. what I see here is that Ryan Johnson's not only directing but writing. Yes, he had turned it down. He not he didn't, he turned down the other. So. Yeah, Ryan Johnson is the sole writer director for eight, and he is the writer for nine. Mm-hmm. Like he is he is. He wow. is in control of the script from here on out, as far as the this trilogy goes. I mean, right. J.J. set it up, and him and Kasdan set it up, but it's Ryan Johnson's story to tell moving forward. Which And I love Ryan Johnson. I wonder how much noir he'll try to fit into, into this. It's not like it's the only thing he can do, mm-hmm. but he does noir so well in a variety of contexts and translations. I'm down for I'd be that, interested though. to see some cool <laughs> noir elements, at least, injected into Star Wars. Sure. I'm sure you'll have it, especially with the Jedi stuff now, with yeah. Luke being at the end of this. I, and I think that's the focus of 8. Right. It's, it's, it's not just Ray's training, but it's Kylo Ren's training mm-hmm. as well. So. Maybe learn, maybe we'll call try it Star to find. Wars. <laughs> if you try to find more information on on uh, Snook, Snoke, maybe yeah. there's Snoke, yeah. maybe there's some art. You know, like a lot of the history might have been lost, and maybe they have to find it. And like, you know, it could be Finn and Finn and Poe's mission. Ex- totally. Like I can. Well, and I the can Republic already... is not the whole Republic that they built. There is now a big, uh, you know, cinder block in space. Yeah. So I mean, the, you know, the it's time for the first order to march. I see it as being very much in the cast of like Empire Strikes Back, with the Empire having the strong hand by the end of the movie. Oh, I see him coming sure. out of it. Yeah, with the, the you see the the first order like coming out strong now. You know, like and then probably be beaten back some by the third film, but I, I can see them coming out like really, really strong. Now that they have no government and, you know, and now they're going to train him and, and, and whatnot. I can see it getting even worse for the, for the resistance. I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. You can see that. And I can see Poe and, and, and Finn going their journey, which will enter at, it will kind of intertwine eventually probably with where Luke and, and, uh, and Rago. Or maybe it's just as simple as it's their job to hunt down um, uh, uh, Kylo. Like, sure. maybe maybe they're the ones trying to find out where he is, where Snoke is, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. What did you guys think of... Do you, do you guys think that maybe Finn... They're setting Finn up to be either Force-sensitive or possibly... Maybe not a Jedi, but th- there are just a couple things that, that caught me. Like, one... like. On the planet, I mean, granted, he what he didn't fire at anybody, but mm-hmm. the way Kylo kind of stopped and looked at him, yeah, that was a long right. look. It, it was, it was almost look. like he it stopped was like he felt the conflict in him, or yeah, right, sense something in him, yeah. And he then when the it. lady, what was the um, Captain Phasma? Phasma? No, Maz no. Oh yes, with yeah, the, the eyes thing. Maz Kanata, the way she looked at him and gave him the yeah. lightsaber and said, "Go to her." It was almost like he she saw. Him, I don't know. It looked, the way he looked at Finn, it was like whatever Ray's destiny is going to be, 
Finn has something important to do with he's it. He's tied up that. in there. He's tied up with it. Yeah. yeah. Because she was just so familiar with the way she looked at him and just said, here, this is, you have the way. This is, she's been holding this thing for that long. And in the box. Why yeah. would she give it to this ex stormtrooper? Yeah. Unless she knew beforehand, like she saw this guy before and knew that he had some kind of destiny with, with Ray. That's important. He fought pretty good with it, too. I mean, for having no training. And right. no force control. Yeah, it's very brutal. Yeah, yeah. he he held Traitor. that lightsaber pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The guy against uh, him against the uh, guy with the stun. Uh, like it's with something baton. gotta be the stun baton. Because why? Out, right. Why out of all of the stormtroopers, he's the one that. Yeah. Why does he have a conscience? Why does they, he? Right. Yeah. Why did he? You know. Well, and I think that goes to defend. why um, uh, Kylo was so fixated on him. Yeah. It's someone who had if not the exact same, a very, very similar moral dilemma mm-hmm. and shows the opposite thing that Kylo did. Right. He's been in those shoes before, maybe not literally, but you know what I mean. And he went the other direction and is actively fighting to stay going the other direction, even though internally he wants to go back to the light, which is a fascinating, like the whole idea of the being seduced by the light is something that in 28 years of Star Wars, I've never heard before. And that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. They did a little bit of that with Jade, Mara Jade, with the being because she was seduced by the dark side first. She was in the dark side first, and well, then by Luke brought her into the light. Like she wasn't, and even then she fought it. Like she fought it tooth and nail to not come to the light until it took I don't know how many books it did before she got to that point. Which actually, I too, Ray is going to be a strong Jedi when she gets done. I mean, her power with the Force, having zero training. Mm-hmm. Well, is... we don't even know if it's zero training. Maybe she just were, her mind was wiped. All right, maybe something. But, I mean, she 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 pulled the lightsaber to her. She did the Jedi mind trick. I mean, she basically destroyed but Ren, even, to even though he was how injured. To do, like, how would she even know how to do the, 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 the mind, mind trick? Yeah, the mind I, trick of a Jedi. Right. Yeah, I, Legends. Yeah, myth. Know it. Hmm? Yeah, exactly. I myth. heard Jedi could do this, and I heard yeah. that back then, you know, there was this one time this guy he told him it wasn't the droids he mm. was looking for. And... Okay, okay, yeah. Because <laughs> that that <laughs> seems to be how they write her character in terms of. Well, she's a dreamer, past. but you know, she not even dream, not even just dreamer though. Like that look of whenever she hears something about the past and about these past wars, mm-hmm. her her eyes just light yeah. up, and it's they do, yeah. I've told these stories. These are I mean, she's a fan girl, almost in the way that Kylo Ren is a fanboy, right. just sure. in terms of like, oh, more information about this era. She just gets excited about it. It's she lives so in a hollowed out ad ad. How yeah. awesome yeah. is that? Yeah. Thing ever. <laughs> it was just so ambiguous with the way that she with the way that she unlocked and and opened herself up to the force like it it was just i almost i kind of almost think of it like an anakin thing like that's how why he was such a good pilot you know he didn't know it but but he instinctively was. he did just the force yeah. was through him anyway it was yeah. he was using it without even knowing he was using it and once she kind of had that vision it was almost like she had the vision she had the conversation with maz it was like that was kind of the thing that just like sparked her you know like you know, maybe she's always known that there's something with her that she can't explain, and it was that was the spark she needed to just kind of open herself up. I, I just, or was it I, a trigger? I mean, I know or, you right. know that Jedi's can plant things, or, in your... or she could have been one of the kids at the academy when uh, Ben Solo did his thing, and she could have been smuggled out of there and 
Yeah. Know, maybe give it a fourth yeah. suggestion to yeah. forget, you know? Trust that's what I mean. She kind of has this... She kind of has that force abilities in her subconscious because she already has some training. But that's what I mean by the mind wipe. Like, it, right? It, you know, yeah, Luke like, could have given her like a Mr. Spock kind of, you know, right. type thing, and mm. until you, until it's time, until you, right, touch the the lightsaber, the force awakens. You know, yeah, the force awakens. <laughs> I mean, I'm being Sleep facetious, up. but kind no, of I know, true though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we're going, we're, we keep talking about these light and dark, and her, and whether she'll be strong. I actually have a, a theory or an impression from seeing the movie now in terms of where I think that's going. And I just want to put it out there early. So if, if this does come true, people can point and say, hey, this was the idiot who spoiled it for us all. But you're on the record. Go ahead. You're on the record. Uh, yeah, on the record, my theory is by – I'm going to even go so far as to say by the end of eight, not even nine, but by the end of eight, Kylo Ren will have been brought back to the light and Ray will have gone to the dark side. And it will be oh, him either right. fighting her to save her or to end her. But I, I, there was so much anger in her in that final fight. Yeah, like I noticed a that. Ton. Yeah, I noticed that yeah. the, the second time. You just look yeah. the look on her face, and yeah. And I wonder that's if right. she was hidden not to protect her, but to protect everybody else. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, like you. maybe she was very force sensitive, and they knew it, and they she could be swayed, like you know Ben Solo did, and that's why they hid her away. Yeah. Well, it makes perfect sense. If she's a Skywalker, especially you know, if she's a Skywalker, or she could be a Kenobi, or or Kenobi. I mean, or, well, Alvin, or a lot of things. Dude was know. out there for thirty years, nothing to do. Right. I mean, that would I mean, be that would Tarkin's granddaughter. That's what she. Had. He knew Mos pretty well, you know. Or Windu. Well, I don't know. Or a Fisto. <laughs> a Fisto. <laughs> Ray Fisto. Uh, Ray Fisto. But yeah, so, I think that would be an interesting yeah. way to take it is to have to have that switch there. No, don't kill off your Darth Vader. Don't kill off your uh, your Darth Maul. Keep him around and try exploring what might happen to this reformed evil person. Yeah, and and really show us the entire process, start to finish, of someone going to the dark side with Ray. Not just oh, I'm kind of whiny, and oh, my wife is right. maybe dying because I had a weird dream, and so now I'm evil. Apparently, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, the only evil. I mean, he killed a village. He ordered the yeah. the, the murdering of the village. He, uh, but it, it was sand. You know how he feels about sand. I hate sand against everyone. Right. <laughs> that was grandpa. But you know, <laughs> the only thing that that I like your theory, Jordan. The only thing that pulls me away from it is just of when he killed his father. Like that. To me, that was the almost like them saying, "Okay, he is irredeemable at this point." Like, but st- I could still see them bring him. I could still see them bringing Ben back, but he's going to die. Like, I I could see Ben, yeah. like like Vader. I could see Ben coming back to the light side for whatever reason, but still having yeah. to sacrifice his life either way. Sure, to 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 do it. You know, I also think, think it's a cool theory. I just – when I'm, I'm not trying to poke holes in it, Jordan. I'm, it's going around in my mind right now. I just – I'm going to say this and then I'll, I won't say any more about it. I think she's a really good heroine. I mean she, she – uh, Yeah, absolutely. She, she's the, she is the Luke Skywalker of this generation. She's, she's like right. – I think even more I – don't, I don't know. I, I, I think I have a new celebrity like, like female crush because she <laughs> is just – Great character. She's, Oh my gosh, she's just she's so, so likable. 
Yes. She's and so just likeable, perfect yeah. in that role. Just just right. like those scenes when you know when she's on the Millennium Falcon and and when she kind of looks at at Han Solo when she the ship is kind of going crazy and he you know Han's not sure what to do and she pulls that thing out and she's like she kind of is almost like a whisper, but she has the smile from right. ear to ear. It's just like, I bypassed the motivate. Like it was just like, like... <laughs> I, could, I could understand Finn, even if he's not in love with Ray, but I could just see him feeling like, you know, there's just some, it's like, wow, she's just amazing. Like I, yes. even if I'm not with her, she's just magnetic. being Cult around her. Like I, I would either it's, we'd be the closest of friends you find yourself caring about her just as much as Finn does. And then, you know, like when Finn decides to leave and it, it hurts her and she looks like she's disappointed. I feel just as bad as like, you feel like I don't want to disappoint her. I don't want to let her down. If something happens, I'm going to, you know, like you feel that very protective of her. And I think that's important for whoever she's going to be to to be able to have that. Why can't we grow actresses like that here in the U.S.? I mean, why are all these amazing <laughs> actors have to come from England? I don't understand. It's like <laughs> we can't. We you we know can't what? Grow they don't take anymore. acting is they, like they don't take it as your your royalty when you act like they do here. Celebrities yeah. here, when you're in a movie, even when you're young and you're in a movie that's successful, they get they get pretty much worshipped in America. Over in in you know over in England, it's like it's they a craft. Do roles. It's a craft. It's a job. My job happens to be acting. You, you know, like and and I think that that's why it's they take it differently and they, they take it they seriously. Roles differently. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. I think that that's kind of what it is. We get too caught up in it here to the point where it's like we worship people. And you know, and maybe part of it is we we may be a little too superficial mm-hmm. when it comes to that. I mean, I'm, I think Daisy Ridley is an incredibly gorgeous woman. I mean, I, I think she's, you, you know, but she's, she's not, she's, but she's not, she's not gonna, how do I say this without being like a sexist a-hole? Cause, cause I totally don't mean it that way. She's not going to be like paraded around in a super skimpy bikini on right. the beach kind of type. She, she, She's Marianne pretty. Yeah. It's for the old yeah. people. These are for yeah. the old people when I say Ginger. <laughs> she's Marianne. Yeah, I'm about, I'm about she's um Ellen Ripley pretty. From Alien. Yeah. What from Alien? Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm no, saying, I'm, you know, I'm a beautiful I'm, woman, but like very strong, very capable, mm-hmm. not like, you know not definitely not a sex object, you know, and, and Right, right. More of a right. You don't look at Ray you know? and the first thing you think of is her sex like sexually you don't look right. at ray like that you True. look That's you can point. actually have a conversation with her uh you know and and whatnot and you can oh wow you like this and you like the like you can look at her doing things and not mm-hmm. it's not the same as looking at uh supergirl like where that girl plays supergirl right look at her yeah, okay, okay. yeah, see, yeah. That too. yeah. right yeah, nice. who's the girl that's playing harlequin in in uh i can't tell oh yeah, yeah robbie yeah Margot robbie now her yeah, <laughs> you Everybody's look at her, man. and there are yeah. different thoughts in your mind. Yes, and when you first see Margot Robbie, you think right. different things. And when you there are different things Daisy. in your mind as opposed to looking <laughs> at uh, Daisy Ridley, Ridley. I think that that's kind of what it is. You mean um, you want to punch Will Smith in the face? Is that is that the, is that what you want? 
Well, that was just well, because of Wild Wild West. I, I forgave him for that. I didn't. Uh, really? I never did. I didn't watch it. That's why I forgave him. You don't have to watch the movie, the bad ones, if you don't want to. It's, it's great, though. But yeah, it just I I just again, and it just I I think it just gets back to the performance. And I think having J.J. Abrams direct this movie, I think is is he's he's an actor's director. He's like a Spielberg. Yeah. He. You know, he could take these. I mean, you're talking two very young actors. Uh, I, I mean, Daisy Ridley, her resume is very small. Very um, small. I mean, she was like working as a waitress mm-hmm. when she auditioned for The Force Awakens. I mean, she she's had TV roles and, and she's done stuff mostly in England, but she's not a known quantity. But that was a she job is now. She was doing that in England. R- right. And then John Boyega the same way. I mean, people know him. If you've seen Attack the Block, you know him from like Attack the Block. But right. where else do you know John Boyega from? Nothing. You... And that made like a dollar. Like yeah, exactly. Compared to other movies in America, like that. Right. That was a small movie. Right. But, right. You know. So again, two pretty inexperienced but talented mm-hmm. actors, and he was able to to pull an incredible performance out of both of them. I mean, right. again, the charisma that Finn exude in the in the humor and you know just kind of the 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 nervousness uh you know that that he that he had and then and then you know Ray's kind of like childlike excitement but yet not whine you know not like Luke Skywalker episode four kind of you know excitement right uh you know there's no whiny no no overreacting I mean Mm -hmm. she I don't know she just carried herself very well and uh and and you know I haven't really seen much of Adam Driver I don't watch girls um he kind of has this this odd look about him. He got that hipster look. I, from New York, I like when I see him. I see so many like him um, in Manhattan. Like that, it's that look that he has. He has that yeah hipsterish kind of. You know, I read a book in a club because <laughs> I'm cool like that. <laughs> Tight sweatpants, right? Yeah, like yeah, like he has that. You know, like he can, beard, glasses, okay, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can give off that. He could give off that look of, you know, like, oh, mustache. oh you eat steak? I don't Little eat meat. Like, I eat bread with... Yes. I do like him pain. as an actor. He always makes interesting choices. Um, kind of the same thing with Oscar Isaacs, actually. I really liked Oscar Isaacs in this. And oh, yeah. he's... I'm starting to realize now, the more and more things I see him in, how much of a chameleon that guy is. Like, oh, yeah. had oh, I sure. not known oh, that was Oscar oh. Isaacs in this movie, yeah. I would not have recognized him. He is a Did you see inside Wellen like, Davis? Was different. Yes, I did. Um, the the Coen yeah. Brothers movie he did? Yeah. That Where was great. He was in a band with Kyle Scoundrel. Ryan. He was a total scoundrel in that. Like, uh, Ex yeah. Machina. No, Oscar Isaacs. Ex Machina, and then Ex Scoundrel Machina. in that, too. Yeah, well, Wellen Davis was awesome. And Ex Machina was really good as, as well. Uh, and but, then the Apocalypse. But he goes yeah. with somebody I couldn't stand. Like uh, the r- most recent things I've seen him in, he played characters that I could not stand. And then the, to go in this movie and be in it for like five minutes, and I'm sitting there going, "Dang, he's cool!" Like, like I want to go have a beer with that guy. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the, like to be able to to pull that off and morph into those different characters, and that's the difference between I think like when I say Halle Berry playing a character feels like Halle Berry playing a character and and somebody like him playing a character it's he goes into whatever character he's supposed to play there's some yeah. actors that just can't do that there's just yeah. some that can and then there's just some that can't 
I guess they used to call them character actors. You know? Yes. Like, but, yeah. but he's a character actor who is also easily a leading man, which is really fun. Sort of like a, like Enver Jokaj or something like that. Like both of them really good looking, like in good shape, good actors who also just disappear into those roles. Right. I, I can Oscar see him being the next like, right. Daniel Day-Lewis what? or something. It's funny because Adam Driver, as many indie movies I've seen him in, in every movie's period, he always plays the F up character. <laughs> the, the, there's so many movies where he plays the screwed up young, either he's the baby brother who just can't get his crap together or he's just too much of a mama's boy or he's, or he's just uh, he's kind of mentally murdery. unstable or he's a murder. Like he, he is good for the those characters that just can't. It's just something you got the crazy eye. Like there's just something off. He pl- he yeah. plays off putting really well, but it's, always yeah. But but in different ways. Like he's right. off in this in a very different way than he is in yeah. Girls or in any other thing I've seen right. him in. It totally yeah yeah. He's it's, not afraid to be unlikable in a new and <laughs> despicable way, which is very cool. I, yeah. I thought you know one of the things with going back to Adam Driver and Kylo Ren, I think that's a character that grew on me like after the first time i saw it i was kind of like man i don't know i mean i get that they're trying to make him the petulant child and i get he's untrained and all this other kind of stuff but he kind of like i kind of like man this guy's kind of like a douchebag like i mean not not the actor but the the character character, yeah yeah and and then i saw like the second time i saw it i guess you know maybe i just kind of kind of took it in more and then the Mm. the third time he really grew on me and i i think the the third act of that movie like like once he kills han solo once he kills his father and keeps the mask off and then has that fight outside and kind of has that you know you know little speech and stuff like that i i, I think he really shined i th- i think you know it's it's almost like he kind of you know finally you know fit into that role and i i think he just did a really good job well, he- i i was he gave off that how dare you to me. Like, I watching him, he gave me that how dare you be that. You probably were given everything. Like, you were probably yeah. daunted on because you were the child of two heroes of the Republic. And then you have Ray, who basically had nothing and grew up with nothing. And she could still be kind and nice and, and, and not complain about what she didn't have. And that, and so when that fight happens, it's like you have someone, you, you have the underdog, you know, Ray, who has nothing, who, who had to fight for everything that she's had to earn it. You know, every little step she's made and and progress, she's lost something for it. And then you have him, who's basically Kylo Ren, who Ben, who's even, who's been given everything, and just totally, it's never enough. It's like I yeah. want more. I I want more of everything, and then that you know, like that battle was just so emotional because you had those two things, and him killing, and you still had two loving parents. You you know yeah. who your daddy is, and you killed him. So like, you, so you're yeah. saying he's like the the famous child of of famous parents. That's right. <laughs> who, who who constantly gets himself into trouble. And is He's not that known kid for that anything. gets lunchables every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, kid again. So Kylo and Ren complains is... and complains that his. Parents... I didn't want these lunchables. Right. I want the I other like lunchables. <laughs> so Kylo Ren's a K- Kardashian. Is that what you're saying? No, he's more like yeah. Cartman. <laughs> Cartman. Can we talk about Ray's vision for a second? I mean, there was a lot of stuff in there, and obviously none of us can rewind it yet because there's no Blu-ray out just yet. But 
there was a lot of hints that Ewan McGregor and Frank Oz recorded lines and were thrown in there. Oh, and yeah. even Did you guys uh, Sir, hear that? Sir Alec Guinness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They got Sir Alec Guinness, uh, his ghost, to come back and re- record some lines. Uh, they wow. took the word. They took the word afraid from, I believe it's A New Hope. Okay. And they cut it down. So it now, so he says Ray. Says Ray. That center, and then they had uh, Ewan McGregor saying, these are your first steps. So you had Ray. These are your first. Not going, I'm going a little George Harrison there. But Ray, these are no, your, your first steps. And you also have Yoda in there. You have, I'm pretty sure you have Luke in there. You what have Yoda Darth Vader breathing in it. there. What did Yoda it's, say? It's very, uh, him specifically, I don't recall. But it's, I think it's it all part of his speech from Empire, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I think so. I think so, yeah. So, something like that. I mean, it's. Yeah. It was clear. Yeah, it was clearly. Were luminous beings are we? Maybe it might have been. Maybe it was. Uh, it was something out of Empire that I know. But it, it, I really liked the choices there, particularly like the second and third times, like going through and really paying attention to those lines and how they fit with the images and that Darth Vader breathing sound. Um, right. A lot yeah. of the choices there. Well, just the first cut, like it goes to the hallway from Bespin, like that angled. Yeah. You know, when everything goes dark and she spins around and the lights start clicking on it oh, it's that is that where that was it, okay it, and, it was, and then the whole where vader was flinging the stuff at luke piece, which is great because even before that they there's that bit where they kind of go down right before that where they kind of go down that narrow hallway it's it's almost like a walkway it's real narrow um right but, before but yeah. luke before they end up outside and luke loses his hand or in, right, the, right, in right. the shoot in that little room before okay yeah, yeah. That, it did look familiar, but I didn't know where that was. Okay, such, I, I, I mean, there's a lot that happened in that little thing, and I, it, in the movies, it's hard to capture it all. You can't. It kind of went by quick, mm-hmm. both times. <laughs> and then Luke has the dark robes, like when they show him, and you see kind of the embers, and he puts his his metal hand on R two. His robes are black or dark, mm. and then of course when we see him at the at the end, he has the gray robes, the light colored robes. So. Huh. Yeah, and you see of... that ship that supposedly left her there. It looked, yeah, like a sh- like a shuttle like ship. Looked a lot like Leia's, right? Like the one that I, came yeah. to, yeah, yeah. It seemed like it seemed like they were trying to go a little bit generic with it, so you couldn't be like, oh, it's the you know the Slave Four or whatever. You know, it's just <laughs> right. It's just a generic shuttle. You, you, they don't want to give too much away there, right? So and that you, way, when did, I first saw it, I thought it was Larsenteca that that took Ray, but it wasn't. It was the the junk dealer, the guy that, that Simon Pegg, Simon Pegg played, mm. yeah, because he had the the, the hand. I, you can see the the big puffy hand. I think you see his face for for a split second too. Mm. No, but it's like it's like a little bit out of voice. Focus. You hear his voice, and then you see the the hand. So I was like, oh okay. So does Han know who Ray is, or because it seemed no. like he didn't? There's I don't think no so. way. Okay, no, not but Leia knows I a little bit. To that. Nah, I don't think so either. I don't. I don't. That think was kind of weird though, because why'd she hug her? She comes yeah. back. She doesn't hug Chewie, but you hug right. This person who you've literally never met before, as far exactly. as exactly. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think there's a couple things that I think may have been the victim of editing. Um, I think that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know that that maybe the story changed, and then they decided to keep the edit the way it was. I mean, the only thing I could say is I'm sure Han and Leia had some sort of conversation about you know him wanting to take her on, and you know maybe he explained some things or what you know whatever. Um, you know, Maz, you know, who knows what, you know, what we didn't, what we didn't get on screen. Um, and so maybe she, you know, she knows he was there. I, I don't, I don't know. So, but it could be an editing. The other thing that I thought was a weird, we know from the trailer at one point, Maz was supposed to hand the lightsaber to Leia. Like we see her, 
hand that that hands the lightsaber to Leia like in the first trailer, and that never happened in the movie. And could when it's been a purposeful misdirect though, yeah, it could that have been, been. Could yeah. could could very well been. Well, I, I, and I've I've read some stuff that her role and JJ's even said her role was drastically cut back. Like they meant to do a lot more with her, and and they didn't. I've heard different things. I've heard they cut it back because the movie was just going too long, and they needed to trim it down. I heard that they weren't happy with Lupita Nyong'o's motion capture, hmm. and that I don't buy because I thought it looked fantastic. I mean, I, I like her right. facial movements and her yeah. eyes and the nose. I thought it looked incredible. I mean, I thought it looked much better than than a lot of motion motion capture stuff I've seen. Hmm. Uh, so, so I, I mean, who knows? You know, behind the scenes, what's going on? But yeah, I, exactly. who knows how much of a struggle it might have been just to get that? It like, could be very know, yes, very well. That might not well be actually her motion capture, but something they had to come and do later. Um, sure. but, but one of the things, so they do the whole lightsaber, the flashback sequence, and then Ray doesn't want the lightsaber. She gives it back to Maz and then she runs out. Mm-hmm. Well, then when they cut back and Maz has to give Finn the lightsaber, like she goes back to the box and opens the box up and makes it seem like it's this big deal that she's opening the box up and gives him the lightsaber. It just seemed weird to have the lightsaber. Like you have two scenes right next to each other where she's opening the box and pulling it out. Like it right. just seemed to me like from a, from a, like a filmmaking perspective. It just seemed like that, that, that was like not originally how that all was supposed to work, but they cut it together to make it work. I, I don't know. It just like super, super minor nitpick, but, but that's just something that like stuck, stuck out to me. And why is JJ opening his mouth so much about alternate scripts? I mean, is that unusual? Like, why is no. he saying, no, I mean, uh-uh. we were going to do yeah, this, then we were going to do that, then we we're going to do that. He, he does explain his movies after they come out. Mm, he doesn't do okay. it beforehand, but he does. Well, obviously, like yeah. To, I mean, Whedon does it. I mean, yeah, he kind of right. likes to. Even when you listen to, like, commentaries, you, you know, from other directors, I mean, even Lucas, you know, when you listen to, the, like, some of those, pre, even the prequel, you know, they'll, they'll talk about right. stuff. Oops. That's me. I just bought a ticket for the show tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those things where it happens more often than you realize, Craig. But because most of the times it's happening with movies you don't care about, yeah, I guess just, so. It yeah. just doesn't track. You know, like it happens. Right. It's like when you finally learn a, a, a new word's definition, and then you hear that word all the time. You know, it's not like people are using <laughs> that word more. It's just you're attuned to listening for it. A lot of indie it. movies are like a lot of indie movies when you watch them, and then I'm into it. Like you, you look and see, like for Creed, for instance. After the movie's been made, you you, you see a lot of the, the director talk a lot about the film and how it was mm-hmm. done and what his thoughts were and what. And I think be a movie. Um, uh, Empire mm-hmm. podcast, the Empire magazine from England, the mm-hmm. film magazine, they have a really good podcast, and usually they have like usually when a movie comes out, they'll have the director or writer or both on for like a post mortem. Yeah, like I know the one for Guardians of the Galaxy with James Gunn. Uh, was really good. The one with yeah. um, Joss Whedon after Avengers is really good. So I mean, it's really not that unusual. I guess it just—it's just spiraling. It's all clickbait now. Every time you right. go on Facebook or Twitter or anything, it's all Star Wars. At least it was for a couple weeks there. And... Well, it didn't stop. It's still all. Oh, it's still going. <laughs> Speaking of so, which, since it was kind of a Star Wars Christmas, did you guys get any good Star Wars Christmas stuff? No. Couple Star um, Wars T-shirts, a Star Wars hat, uh, and one of the Star Wars T-shirts came inside of a plaster rubber type Boba Fett head, which is currently staring at me from across the room. It's not quite one to one, but I'd say it's half scale or three quarter scale Boba Fett mask. It's pretty cool. Nice. For I got the 
So my my kids and my wife they pitched they all got me the steelbook versions of all the the movies since I'm such a steelbook Blu-ray nut. So and even though Xbox I, One, you were very good this year, Russ. Yeah, I must I must Same. have been. Yeah, uh, but that was that was really all the Star Wars stuff I got. My grandson got like a ton. Like it was Star Wars Christmas for him. Like he got the. The Boba Fett thing you hang on the wall, the head that makes it look like the head's pushing through the, the the wall, you know that lights up, and they they got him. My my son and my daughter in law got him the Infinity game with a bunch of the figures and stuff, because uh, when he comes over here, he plays it all the time. Um, you know, just some other figures and shoes and you know shirts and stuff like that. Um, but that was it. I mean, I've been getting like the six inch Black Series figures as they as I see them at the store. Because uh, they're they're just pretty cool. I like the sculpt, so I've I've got a bunch of those. But I just kind of get those as can be. But but that was it. I really didn't get anything else Star Warsy for for Christmas. Is there anything different with the steel books than the previous release Blu-rays nope. or? Nope, nope. nope. Same just disc, the... same transfer, same same right. everything. Yoda doesn't a... come to you when you touch it. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just the metal packaging. That's all, right? The uh, yeah, I like the tin. yeah. I just I, I yeah, and it's weird. I I wasn't the biggest fan of the choices they made for the covers. It just seemed weird. Like they're all villains except for Yoda, which. Well, I mean, it is his fault that the galaxy fell apart. If you sure, really want to look true. at it, yeah, he should have fought harder. We're <laughs> 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 not just been such an idiot, but you know. But the one, the Darth Maul, like for Episode One, is really cool, and and the. Uh, uh, I'm looking at them now on Amazon. What do you have? Uh, the General Grievous one looks and like. The and one. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool looking. I, I, I just I, Trooper. Anakin. I like the steel book, so I'm going to give the the old Blu-rays to my son, so my grandkids and can watch it. You know when you're old, when you're passing down Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I heard somewhere in the news frenzy, again, that was the last few weeks, that they are going to release the original theatricals. That Disney has them, and they're going to do it somehow, some way. I've been hearing that for years. I'll, I'll believe that when I see. I can yeah, see of course, I know that it happened though. If anybody going to make it happen. It's, How long yeah. do we hear Batman 66 was going to come out before it finally, before it finally <laughs> yeah. came out, you know? On Blu-ray, I mean, and, uh, yeah. I mean, it finally did come out, but... Right. right. Speaking of Fox, because um, that'll be an interesting deal. Disney will have to work out a deal with Fox to, to be able to pull that off, but... Um, they have enough money. They can do it now. And would, they can beat them. They can blackmail them. They know They can buy well, Fox. Well, I mean, now's the, the time to Star strike. Wars money. I mean, if you're going to do it, like, now that the hype is at its apex, I mean, now's when you want to make that deal. Um, but how weird was it? Like I was expect, I thought that Disney had created some other kind of fanfare. We talked about that. There was there nothing, was nothing, nothing like, yeah, I mean, the there Lucasfilm is one on logo. The digital copies. I mean, right. It does. Exist, right. But, right. But that was the old it. Lucas. That was him. That wasn't the new Disney regime. Mm. Oh, uh, no, the, the digitals were, were Disney. Oh, was it? But maybe yeah. he already prepared it. Maybe Lucas already had it like ready to go. Well, no, cause the, the fanfare is the Disney. Oh Yeah. It's a Disney thing. Well, it was um, Luke, uh, over the Lucasfilm logo, though, wasn't it? It was. Mm, I don't think. I don't know, Jordan. Do you, do you have the digitals? I don't have the digitals, but I saw the YouTube clip. I want to say it went from Lucasfilm right. to the Disney with the fanfare to right. a long time ago in a galaxy far, far yeah, away. That's I, th- I thought that new fanfare was with the Disney logo, but we just okay. got the Lucasfilm limited logo, and then a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I mean, that was yeah, same here, strange. Yeah. So yeah, it's that was strange, weird. but in the long run, doesn't bother me. Like at a certain point, no sound followed by 
a long time ago, followed by just that fanfare. Just that's that's kind of really cool. Like, yes, the the 20th Century Fox thing is part of my childhood and my memories of Star <laughs> Wars, but just silence followed by this eruption of of music is kind of really cool as well. I, I don't know. Yeah. I got. I was really happy as well because I got like pretty much every trailer I wanted to see on the big screen. Oh man! Um, I saw every Superman, yeah. Civil War. I didn't see Civil War the third time. It took three times seeing the it really? second time for me. Yeah. Oh wow! But they standardized to see that across the country. Wave one a bunch of times. But they I showed all the apocalypse. Um, they showed the Tarzan one, not the Tarzan one. Was Jungle Book? Jungle Book. That would look good. That actually looked pretty. Look pretty good, actually. Yeah, I'm not a big Jungle Book guy, but it, yeah, it looks impressively made. You know, it, I, I like Tailspin. Is it the same thing or not really? <laughs> close. All right, it's close. Uh, Wait, it's, isn't it? it's the same expanded universe. The same thing. Yeah, right? kind of. That uh, that Warcraft trailer <laughs> sold my wife on the movie. She wants to see it. Annoying. Really? I thought that looked terrible. Really? Which one? Warcraft. Warcraft. Yeah, it. it looks fine. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, I'm not a Warcraft guy, so no, neither, I, am, neither I. am I. But I, I just, just looked at it and thought, "Oh, the orcs, and he's a, and he wants to, you know, maybe make an alliance with the humans, and he's getting persecuted, and the whole." I was like, "Oh, I might go see this in a matinee or something." Yeah, but I saw pretty much every trailer to just see it on the big screen. I just uh, it was so it was it was just awesome. I was like, because I didn't think that I would get all of them, you know, but I did. It was great. Uh, it was like it was a nice bonus, but and the Star Wars one was kind of controversial, and it was like okay, whatever. It was you know, it was cool. I just I don't know, whatever. I'll, I'll watch oh, Star, it. You mean Star Trek? Excuse me, Star, Star Trek. Trek. I was yeah, very confused talking Star Wars. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I was about to say Star before the Star Wars movie, huh? Star Trek at the Star Wars movie. I'm looking a little. I didn't think it was that controversial. Star Wars. I don't know. It was just. It wasn't Star. It was you know again. It was the Beastie Boy. Uh, whatever. I don't, know. I don't know, man. I see that trailer and it gets me all jazzed up. Like I that's it. the idea, Justin I guess. Justin directs really good action. I, so. I, well, know. I mean, it pulled like it. What was funny was some people that were saying how much they hated it were like, if I hear another person would bribe me nuts if I hear another person try to compare it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, geez. Because he used one song, Beastie Boys. Oh, Beastie yeah. Boys, if I remember right, Star Trek came out before Guardians of the Galaxy. And he used right? that song in Star Trek. He and did. they used, so it's a yeah. callback yeah. to the original that the 09. Is the song. That's yeah, the we don't even know that the song is going to be in the exactly, movie, for God's sake. But I get so <laughs> sick of hearing. It, that's like, like every time you hear any movie that has a lot of action oh in it, God. it's the Fast and Furious of the whatever movie. Yeah, now. it's like like they oh. had action back in the olden days too. Yeah. I was a kid. So I know it was just a black that, and white, that's all. Well, yeah, it was black <laughs> and white, but it counts. You know, anytime a car jumps over something, it's the fast and furious of this or it's the Yeah, yeah. You know, like now it's any music in a mo- in a in a movie, in an Sci-fi, action movie or yeah. whatever, is now the guardians in the galaxy of the Whatever it's like, oh my I'd be gosh. surprised if that music shows up. If that song actually shows up in I, the in the movie the way it does, like I, I bet you it will not. I, I bet I, you that song will not. I show think up. Justin Lin was probably like, "Hey, they used this song mm-hmm. in the first one. This would mm-hmm. be a cool callback. It's a it's a good tune. Like it right. it kind of fits with well, what we're trying." He also to, didn't I don't make the trailer because he was not happy with the trailer. Both him and Simon Pegg did not like it. Usually okay. they don't well, make, make me the feel trailer better. unless they ask. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. To me, it just got me excited. I don't know. I just, one, I like it did I like sabotage, too, but, but I think the trailer looks so much better to me on the big screen than it had on my computer was Batman v Superman. Yeah. And just seeing that on the big screen was that did of, look better. You're right. Looked, looked I love a lot it. better to me. Yeah, I did love it on the. I big mean, screen. I liked it in both. Both. I liked that trailer in both. Especially Wonder Woman. But seeing it, yeah, but seeing it on the big screen Wonder really kind of like seeing that explosion but, at the end, and then seeing her mm-hmm. standing there with the t- with the right. You know, like the Trinity standing together on that big screen, it had everybody quiet. Like as soon as that happened, they were like, "Wow!" Yeah. yeah. So what? Are you, so here's something that's come out recently. So obviously Han Solo's dead mm-hmm. in the movie. What? He's not. Yeah. Spoilers. He survived. But Kathy, he flew in the thing and he came back. Now Kathy Kennedy said the entire cast is back for eight. Like all of them. <laughs> she was very adamant to say that. So she lied. I'm. I'm guessing well, yeah. a either she didn't want to say except for Harrison Ford because right. she didn't want to say the spoiler, or they plan on doing some sort of flashback thing uh, and need him in it. Oh, I can see a flashback for sure that they probably already filmed before when they were doing this movie. <laughs> could be. I could yeah. see that. <laughs> so, like I could yep. see. I could see flashbacks. I could see like he shot everything he needs to shoot. Like you better do it now. That is thirty six <laughs> million. I'm still happy. That's it, right? Yeah, you better get yeah. it all out of me right now. Because I'm feeling Han, I'm feeling it. All right, let's I'm do feeling it. Feeling Han right now. <laughs> you got to admit, you got to admit though, that was one of the smartest things uh, JJ did. Was oh sure, to feature Han so much in the movie. I was surprised Harrison Ford was in it as much as he yes, was. I, I was too. Oh, yeah. the trailers. I mean, yeah, that was almost like his his secret weapon in the movie. That's what I knew. It was like. And you could tell he. But then yeah, two days later, we hear about the money truck they got backed up. Oh heck yeah, thirty six. But like but he said, you know, he's see. like, no, I didn't do it for side. the love of the character. I did it because I got paid. And like, but you can see him that. saying, there are things I wanted to do before we, before you kill me off. I want to shoot Chewbacca's gun a couple right. of times. Which, yes. has he yes. really never picked that thing up in 40 plus years of power <laughs> right. around the galaxy with Chewie? <laughs> well, Chewie, I mean, Chewie was actually very funny in this, in this movie. Chewie, Chewie was great. Was yes. Like, like funnier than we've ever said, seen him before. And I, I know I, he said, I want to shoot somebody without looking at him. I want to do a cowboy yes. thing where I could shoot somebody from the side. And boom, I got to do that. And I get to, like, I, you could tell, man. He was like, I, I also t- really t- like t- how the they box. played that, where he's yeah. like, oh, that worked, surprisingly, after he yeah. Like, yeah. he's kind of surprised himself, which is yeah. fun. He he definitely did not phone that performance in. Nope. Like I I totally bought that that was Han Solo thirty five years later. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just like, right. you know, there's no there's there's Went no cigarettes and never came home. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought that was cool too because, you know, it, it, again, it kind of mirrors the books, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when when you know, spoiler for the EU that doesn't exist anymore, but. When their third son Anakin was killed in the books, Han went kind of crazy and just well, like Cole go further when Chewie got killed in the very first book started. Oh right, no, he, that's what did it. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Broken. It was Chewie, yeah. He was broken. He went back like back to drinking mm-hmm. and like disappeared and like didn't want to he that was the whole bit. Yeah, it he wasn't was the angry was, old man. Like yes. you walk in the room and just be start yelling at them for nothing and And he didn't even like he just withdrew himself from his wife, from his children. Like he just went off and did his own thing. Right. And so when like I bought it. Like yeah. it was like, okay, his son turned into a crazy mur- crazy murderer 
and went off on his own. Yeah, and he yeah. he was just like, okay, I can't I can't deal with this. I gotta I gotta I gotta leave. And it was it was kind of that cool moment where you know Leia says, look, you know, we both went back to doing. You know, Han says, I went back to doing the only thing I was good at. And mm-hmm. Leia said, me too. You know, it was kind of a, you know, uh, it, it, it. I hate to make this analogy because I don't have any personal experience with it, but they say a lot of times like when a parent loses a child that a lot of times their marriages don't survive mm-hmm. because of the emotion, because of everything else in it, it. It was almost kind of like that, you know, like the, their, their child wasn't their child anymore. Right. Um, and, and because of it, you know, so they lost a little bit of themselves in that. And, and, uh, you well, know, you hear that a lot when it's the trap, especially, yeah. well, not even if, even if they, they die, but if a child, if there's a tragedy with their child, right. it kind of either brings the couple together or it just tears them apart. Right. Like it could do either one. And it seemed like that this would been pretty much just tore them apart. And I got, was that like not chilling when, when he's following him, he sees him walk out on the catwalk The there's no music. Mm-hmm. You hear a little bit of a hum from the station. And Cause he, he just yells out. Away. Yeah. When he yells out Ben and yep. it echoes, man, that like chilled me to the bone. You're yeah. done. Like you, I knew, was, you knew he was done. Though. You, you knew. knew he was he looked at yeah. my wife and I said, yeah. oh, "They named him Ben." <laughs> and he even yeah, looked like for series real name. You know. Yeah. He even had that look on his face, like I, I don't have to do this, but I have to do this. Yeah. Like, I'm either this, bringing him home or I'm not coming home. Right. This is. It was like. It was almost like you know. This. This needs to happen for whatever. He has to make a decision on what he's going to do, and, and I'm gonna have to give him. I have to give him at least that one more chance to. It was almost like for Leia, like he yeah. knew he had to do it for her. You know, yeah. he he. It was almost kind of like, okay, well, I took off on her. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not gonna come back a failure. Like if I'm, I'm yes. if I come back empty-handed, I'm not coming back. Right. Almost. But that just the way that he yelled out his name, I just I don't know, man. That just like like I said, it chilled me to the bone. Right. Like I just good. it was good. I was like, wow. And just kept walking closer to him. And he yeah. Just talking. Yeah. To him. Like, but you knew he was dead. I mean, you knew he was oh, yeah. dead. Oh, yeah. I, knew I was, he was like, done. game over, man. Because they, they zoomed it out. They panned it back oh, and right. showed you that cat. As soon as they zoomed it out, it's okay, that's he it. Was standing then the JJ Light. In a Star they, Wars movie. Yeah. Then they did the <laughs> JJ Light where the, you know, with the, the flare. Sun, did, did the flare. little lens flare. Yeah. 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 I, I missed that one. There's no OSHA proof safety rail. No. <laughs> it must be the same contractor did the Death Star. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell that Harrison Ford said, look, don't you dare bring me back. <laughs> kill me, you better you better do it in a way that I ain't never coming back. Because listen, I'm, I'm cashing this check. That's right. I told JJ, it's the only way they, I'm coming back. You, they you put a hole me. in his chest, they threw him down a hole, and they blew up the plane. Oh, right. right. You better kill me good. Plane, and I'm flying away, and that's it. Wait, never bring you better never try to bring me back. No clones, no nothing. No, nothing. That's it. He's dead. Done. <laughs> you know, from a production standpoint though, they really recreated the Millennium Falcon uh incredibly well. I mean yeah. I I don't think any of that was blue screen. I think all that seemed to be built most of it. Well, they the built a one to one um yeah, they built model one to one, yeah. It, it, it looked even clearer. I love the part where he bumped into the chess table and accidentally turned it on. And it was yeah. the same claymation. Like right the when they same, left it, right? Yeah, it was the same same little creatures from the first movie. Made sad. by Phil Tippett, who made the originals in A New Hope. Right. I and saw that. Like, oh, was, he actually did. 
he did it on this one too. It was the same they guy. Brought him and his team back. Now, yeah. granted, I think in this case he was more overseeing it and having the young folks do it because he's about okay. eleven. But um, was it know, really claymation had... or was it CG? Yeah, like, was it... It, was, it was claymation. Oh or no way! Not uh, literally clay, but it's you know some poly- it's motion. Whatever. It's really Harryhausen because yeah. nobody does that anymore. It's like a lost oh, craft. Yeah. That's a lost yeah. art now. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, you know, it's all CG nowadays. And it should look like, and it looked like it was sitting there for that long. Thirty it years, like it was dirty, like it, it had that yeah. ashtray look. Like that it was ashtray. dirtier than it was, yeah, the last time. But it was every cool. detail was right. I mean, the, yes. the cockpit, the, the yeah, doors, yeah. even when those little oxygen masks were hanging yep. right there, it's yep. like you could tell JJ. Look, obviously he was a kid, a boy fan of the series, but he must have loved the Millennium Falcon. That must have, must have been his oh his gosh. baby. You know what I mean? You could tell. That was yeah. another another funny bit when she's crawls down below like Han did to go fix it. And she's, right. She's like, hand me that whatever. And and he's Finn's going, she's like, no, no. We're out, look where I'm pointing. Look where I'm pointing. No, <laughs> no. And then and then BB-8 kind of points his head like at the right like thing and fixing up. And she's like, yes. I had an ex-wife moment because you know when you, dude, when you, I, my wife, when you yes. trying to tell you to do something and you don't know what they yes. know, but you don't know, and they're like, you're trying to help, and they're yes. My wife saw. I'm pointing right at it. I'm like, my no, you're not. You're pointing in the way. general direction of 17 things. My four year old same way though. It's just like you know, it's right in front of you. Right there. No, my husband's yeah, eyes okay. don't see where you're pointing at. You, I don't know. I don't see it. But yeah, that was a funny bit too. Yeah, There's just right. a lot of it was. This was probably the funniest Star Wars movie, but not, and not in a bad way. No, like in a perfect was, way. It was yeah. great. I didn't it was know Star Wars humor could it was be funny. Yeah. See, JJ did movie. this with Star Trek too, just though. Out of my way. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. Well, no, that's, no, that's the thing though. All those, all the original. Well leave the prequels out of it they tried to be funny and failed at every turn with that oh, like God. there's some things they still do well humor is not one that they ever hit on i don't think but with the originals it's one of those things where i've heard those jokes so many times even before i'd seen the movies just through cultural osmosis it's like it's like um you know holy grail or something except with holy grail there's a thousand jokes so even though i've heard 10 of them a hundred times before there's still 990 others in this, in Star Wars, there's you know there are many jokes, but I don't think of it as being funny because I've heard those jokes so many times. And yeah. this was me seeing these jokes for the first time and laughing out loud, unironically, because something was legitimately funny in a Star Wars movie, and that was Cause, weird. Cause you know, when the jokes really hit for Star Wars was when they got when Leia was rescued or not rescued, she rescued herself, kind of, but. When those three got together, that's yeah. when the joke started coming. Before that, it was yeah. kind of more serious because there were just, you know, there were darker things happening before it got to that point. <laughs> yeah. You came here in that, your brother was braver than I thought. I was a little sad that uh, C-3PO wasn't in this movie. I'm wondering, well, I bet you're well, wondering how I got this red arm. Was he? Because I didn't yeah. recognize him. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, come he, on. That was <laughs> Listen, so we I'm all put on a little weight, man. Give give the guy yeah, a break. You right? know he had That's the a... he had his old arm back by the end of the movie. Like, did you notice that? Like, no, I didn't notice shot. that. No. Yeah, in the final shot, he has the gold arm back. Okay, oh, still got that silver leg though. Maybe shopping. Hmm? So everybody kept saying like they thought that Anthony, like his voice performance was off. I didn't. You're older. It's like, no, I didn't he get sounds that at all. Just as annoying as he did. <laughs> like, <laughs> which, by the way, his entry. His literal entry into the frame in the movie is hilarious. Yes. Just, <laughs> it's, oh, it almost took me out of the movie how perfect it was in, in a that weird way. That is C-3PO. That is yeah. totally C-3PO, him. Man. And oh, to be that's fair, so... that's, that's kind of the dude's raw voice. 
know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, I, if they, I like, I'm calling now, if, if Ray and Finn, if they ever go down that while and they have a kiss, I can see 3PO just coming out of nowhere and messing that up. <laughs> I can see it. I can totally see them do that. And Finn go, I'm going to kick you in your head. <laughs> Unless they have Chewie take that role, in which case Finn would be too terrified of him to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. He's trying to kill me six times, which is totally okay. <laughs> that, was, right. that was another, yeah. <laughs> that was good too. You know what's also funny is how all these characters were interchangeable. How they worked together. Like, yeah. it was, there was no problems with that. Like, when Han was with Finn. It looked yes. like that was great. I love to see Han with Finn. When Han was with Ray, oh, that was awesome to see Han with Ray. And then Poe was with Finn. It was great. And then like it was just so many pieces that you could put together and, and see break apart. Like I I can't wait to see Luke with this new cast to see how he you know, how he is with them. Yeah. Speaking of Poe, I'd like to give a special shout out to Poe's red and black uh, replacement X-wing because oh, yeah. that is the coolest looking X-wing I've ever seen. Yeah, and he got skin to be on the video game. Yeah. <laughs> and I love yeah. that all the X-wings. Not only were they like I, I, I understand your joke and I, I think it's apt and funny, but at the same time, that there's a bunch of X-wings in this movie, and they're not just skins that are all a they're all different colors yeah. for the most, but also they feel like. It's it's almost like you've got there's an eighty nine X wing and a ninety two X wing and a ninety five X wing and oh back there's a seventy nine X wing like it felt like they were all different models and kind of cobbled together and and retrofitted. I think on purpose, right? Yeah. Oh, I They're agree. Ragtag band of rebels. But it was. Well, I guess these were supposed. I. It's funny. I have the, uh, the art of the the art of the Force Awakens book, which is awesome by the way, and it's fairly cheap. Uh, you get it on Amazon for like twenty. Four bucks or something like that. I, hardcover. I highly recommend it because there's there's a lot of really cool um, early concept sketches and stuff like that in there. Um, and I'd like to think that for this one, they just went give us twenty ideas for what a X wing could look like, and then they just used all twenty. Yeah. Well, it's funny they they actually went back. So the, the X wings in the original tri- trilogy are T sixty five. They're income T sixty fives, and these are they they've designated them as T seventies. So they're all right, slightly next generation. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they actually went back to more like a McQuarrie's original design for the X-wing because if you look at from the if you look at the front from the front, like if you're standing at the front of the X-wing looking at the cockpit in the old in in the old ones, the the round engines, like basically the intake, um, was a full circle on all four of the of the wings. Right. And the new one, it's basically like half. It, it's one circle on each side. So basically each wing has like a half moon on the top and then half moon on the bottom. So it's kind of like, and then they, they kind of move. They're, they're not kind of, they're slightly different. It's, it's, it's subtle, but they're, they're a little sleeker and a little smaller and the nose is a little longer in the front. But I thought that was cool that, you know, they kind of went backwards with it more so than, um, you know, to kind of differentiate it and show that Mm -hmm. there'd been, been a change to it. The TIE Fighters also were really well rendered in this movie. Oh, I mean, man, they're awesome. Because yeah, you never really updated. Yeah, yeah. But even the old ones, you never really saw them. I don't know. They didn't look so. I don't know. They always look kind of fake. Yeah, they, they, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't seem that foreboding. Now, when, when they're flying it around, the different angles they can do with the CG nowadays and actually seeing both ends of the cockpit, it was. That thing looks pretty bad. Like, it looks pretty oh, mean, yeah. that, that, that TIE Fighter now. You, you show more respect for it now. 
And apparently they have atmosphere now, which they did not before. <laughs> because What do you mean uh, they could fly and, in the atmosphere? No, or? I mean Poe and Finn were able to pilot them without suffocating. Because oh, right. that's the whole yeah. thing with X-Wings is you had to wear that flight suit because they were not pressurized or anything. Well, you mean the TIE just... Fighters, you mean the TIE Fighters? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, TIE Fighters, yes. Um, but Poe po and uh, and Finn were able to pilot one without uh, freezing to death or um, or just suffocating instantly. Well, Where does it say they were never pressurized, money. though? I mean, they just could have wore black helmets like the... I mean, like to, to be fair, that was, I think, an expanded universe thing. Okay. But yeah, it was always that they've they've never had atmosphere there. They were just like the cheap, dirty, mass-produced, get-the-job-done in the cheapest way possible. That's why they were oh, faster. Okay. They had no shields. They were, yeah, yeah, no shields. Well, like, that no was the thing with the okay. time, with the, which is why they didn't even have hyperdrives. Like, they kept it as streamlined as possible so it would be faster than, yeah. um, when they fought. They look very maneuverable. I mean, more than ever. I mean, it was really I I liked them a lot. It was like, especially when when they hijacked it and they were flying it all over. I mean, it was pretty cool. It was, it was really nice. The to weirdest see that. ship was was Kylo Ren's ship. I really yeah. like that. The, Compensating the for much? It did look bad, but it just looked the weird. Like it looked oh. so not Star Wars yet. I, like it was something new. Really? It was like Darth Vader's shuttle, right? I mean, yeah, the Lambda class shuttle. Yeah, but. It's but it had a little bit different than that, though. But it was just well, basically all wing. Like, yeah, even it was all wing. The, yeah, it was one. They extended out even. Like, like they a bat, batty, yeah. batty. It well, they like... got rid of they got rid of the center fin. Here, I'm putting a um, a uh, picture in they the chat. They got rid of the center fin, and then the and then the cockpit in the front. Like, it doesn't have that. Does center. it really not? I gotta look up his. Uh, yeah. look it's up like picture. flat in the front. It it literally is just like it, all wing. It looked yeah. That's what it looks so different than. It, it reminds me of a man ray in many Kinda. ways. Kinda. Uh, yeah, this this picture I think is of the back of it, not the front, unfortunately. But and it, uh, it looked more obvious in the beginning of the movie because it was uh, it was with the other ships. How how different it in my mind it, it looked. And it's it is another upsilon class. JJ's bird of prey, the Klingon one. It was like the same type of thing. The big yeah. wing. Yeah, it, it, it did have a similar look to it. Yeah, JJ likes that. that and the other thing, and his creatures, he you could tell it's a JJ Abrams oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, definitely his his creatures. universe. At least with the um, with the Dungeons and Dragons uh, giant germs on Han ship. At least w- with the stuff on the planet, I thought that had a very Star Wars feel. Like all the stuff on Jakku, all those um, creatures, they felt more practical. More no, I meant more of the one on the on the ship. Right, right. Yeah, the tentacle. Oh, those like are, yeah. look just like a J.J. Abrams and things that give some nightmares type of monsters. <laughs> like, <laughs> that and the running. That's how you knew it was a J.J. Yeah. A lot of totally, running. Totally. Yeah. Which, that was like, the, you better pay me. That was one of the only things I thought didn't – both worked and didn't work from Harrison Ford was whenever he had to run, uh-huh. like – his age really came through where he was it was just oh, yeah. like when he runs by and punches the guy and then throws him to the rack lot or whatever it was called. Right. That was like, funny though. It was funny, but at the same time I was like, Oh, that is a very old man attempting to do that. Probably post broken leg too. Yeah, and that was Which like four is. weeks after he broke his foot. So yeah. But I kinda like that though. He's an old he is an old man. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he's he's doing his thing, so fourteen parts. And ha- and lay I mean Carrie Fisher, I love. Uh, I still like her. You could tell though; she seemed nervous uh, in the beginning. She's trying to disguise her voice because her voice is shot. 
You know, and I think she I, was trying yeah, to. I understand that. It's age, you're living. You know, oh, yeah. I'm not kind of stuff. I hate it. It's just, she yeah. seemed just a little bit, a little less nervous as it went. But in the very beginning, she seemed a little, just a little nervous in the in the acting part. Because it's been a while. It's been she a while hasn't done it much done in a while. This. You're right. Yeah, yeah. This, it's been a while, which I understand. It's been like I, all this pressure that she probably got mm. for this. You know, just 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 heat. You feel it. You have to feel it with all the twenty four seven Star Wars this, Star Wars that. I mean, like I could I could understand her feeling a little bit uh, some trepidation about it. But I, I thought yeah. she sold the character. Like it still felt oh, like that Leia was Leia. Me. It was good to see her. Oh again. yeah, she's good. Leia. Um, and she's I, good. honestly, even beyond good to see Leia again, it's always nice to see Carrie Fisher act. Like I love she doesn't do it that often anymore, but when she came uh, on Thirty Rock once or twice, it was great. Oh, great. It was. It's just nice yeah. to see her again. I like her as a person. I can listen to her yeah, exactly. on stage talking about her stories, telling stories. I like. I like her. Period. So, like, and she's uh, gotten. She's gotten to where she's old enough now, where she just doesn't care. Yeah. So <laughs> she'll say everything. Like she has no filter oh, whatsoever. She's the coolest. Like I would love to sit and hear her talk about stuff. Like for she'd probably tell you everything. Her and that dog. Story, Princess Leia. Oh, that time Han lit that blunt, and it was <laughs> so big. What did you guys think of the design of Snoke? Aside from his size, um, uh, the scarring, the missing chunks of his uh, face. Wasn't much. It, it made me think. Uh, well, maybe this is plague is dark. Darth Plagueis. I, Why I, though? What, what about it? Because the damage to the face, it made me. I, because in the in my mind, I'm thinking when they told the story about how he betrayed Plagueis, maybe that's him. The damage that was done to him when he was left for dead by um, the Emperor Sidious. Like, uh, maybe that was you know like to, to show the detail of the damage done to him. Without us seeing anything previous to this, I don't know. I, I just I thought he was too cartoony. I said it before. I'll say it again. They, oh, he they totally did look cartoony. Yeah, but I mean, they, I think yeah, with just the damage that was shown to the face. I'm like, why would they they make him already damaged? I wonder if well, he unless that's why be, he's so mad at Luke. Like if that yeah, was that makes per, it would yeah. make perfect sense to go after him that way. I also thought it was odd, and I, grin, I, I'm I'm fully aware it's Andy Circus. I thought it was odd how much he both looked. And sounded like Bill Nye. Yeah, he like, did. A little bit. <laughs> it, a long face. Yeah. Especially, especially around the mouth. He kind of has right. that pinched uh, mouth. Mm-hmm. And and the voice along with it, it was just like, is that Sean's stepdad from Sean of the Dead? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yes, I know Bill, Bill Nye. Nye many other things. I don't want to reduce him to just Sean of the Dead. I just thought he was great in that. But besides that. Do you think one of the things that I was again watching it a couple times is do, did it seem like Kylo when like knew Ray like because when that during the battle like, like it, it is you isn't it right remember when he, he mentioned a girl me. and a girl remember yeah the, he, and he, he just, grabbed that dude and pulled him across the room yes when he right. said the, and yes. a girl he, he said what girl. Good. What do we think the chances are that it was Kylo Ren who hit her on Jakku for some reason? You know, it's interesting you say that because that other Imperial First Order soldier or general says, this is about you cleaning up your mess or something like that. Didn't he hint at that to Kylo? He said something like that. He had taken Rey instead of BB-8 thinking you could get the map from her. Yeah. Yeah, that that was his mistake. That was the mess he did make. 
Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. There, there's that scene where you know where they where they confront each other, and he, and he says, "It is you, isn't it?" Which makes me think that she must be tied to Luke's Jedi Academy somehow, mm. and that's why he recognizes her. Because gotcha. you know, he would sense it. All these years she, later, he would right. sense that it was her and would know her presence in the Force, mm-hmm. even though he hasn't seen her for 10 years or whatever it's been since it's been under Snoke's uh, training. She did, okay. she did go yeah. into the Force when, when she touched that uh, lightsaber, so that right. kind of opened her up, and then that made her detectable to uh, to him when he when he caught up with her. So I, well, I agree with Ross. I think, I think that Ren does know Ren. Yeah. Let, yeah, let, me, let me posit this theory. He knew beforehand that he was going to kill all the Jedi at the Academy, and he wasn't willing to kill this kid. So before he went and murdered them all, or during it, he kidnapped her and hit her on this planet so he could tell Snoke they're all dead without actually having to murder her. And so any 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 hints and scenes between him and Snoke that he doesn't know exactly who she is are to protect himself from Snoke because he would have been lying. I can't say you're wrong or right so, on it. That's interesting. So he killed everyone except the girl, saved because the girl. even though he wants to be Darth Vader, as we talked about several times, mm-hmm. he isn't. And he isn't willing to just – or at least back then, at least you know, 15 years ago, he wasn't mm-hmm. willing to murder children. Maybe now he would be, but 15 years ago, he was willing to kill all these adults who were maybe – or trained faster than him or who he felt inferior to or who he thought his uncle trusted them more. And so he's fine murdering all them, but he was either friends with her or just because she's a kid and he's not or wasn't a total monster. He was like, oh, I can just cheese this one and move her over and tell the Emperor or tell Snoke I killed them all. Yeah. Just theorizing. But no, she didn't remember him, so I wonder. But she was five years old. You know, and he would have been 15 years younger. So he's, what, 30 in the movie? So yeah, he's, he's about probably younger than about, that. She's about 20. Yeah, if it's been 30 years since Jedi, it's mm-hmm. figure he's probably like 25, 26, I would guess. Maybe so 27. When, when did he kill all the Jedi? Like a couple of years, before. years before. If he kills them all. You're right, right. Because she, she was about five when she was put on Jakku. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in the books it says he's been under Snoke's tutelage for like eight or ten years. Okay. Yeah, so you imagine he'd be like, uh, you know, creepy bestest kid, like tween or something. The only thing is that Ray seems like she has a like a a pull to whoever left her there, like that she has some some connection, like parents or you know somebody. You know, she, well, there she, is a thing you can do in the Force. I mean, in the books, has been in the books where you can almost telepathically say in the Force, "I'm gonna," you know, like a like maybe a memory saying, "I'm going to come and get you." Um, wait here, don't leave until I come and get you, or something like that. And it was through the Force where she was told this, so she always held to that. Maybe she was counting the days, man, with that tally. Yeah. She. Because it was almost like a it was almost like a hypnotic response, and when she left the planet, she was like, "I have to go back. I have to go back to J- yeah. Jakku." It was almost like it was. Why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? Right. It wasn't even like <laughs> it, she didn't even acknowledge it. It was almost like it wasn't even. She doesn't even know why she has to go back. She just like a post hypnotic suggestion. Right. Right. She just knows that I am supposed to go back. Or even maybe just less complicated than that, maybe just PTSD in terms of she's been waiting so long that all she knows is waiting. She thinks that's what she has to do forever, you know, 
because that's what she did before she can even remember doing it. Right. Well, she yeah. implies someone was coming back for her. She, she yeah. Implies well, that but maybe that's just the story she's, she's been telling herself for so long that she doesn't remember when she first started telling it to herself. There is that scene where she's marking off all those tallies each day on the wall. Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. She's been marking it Which, off for a long good time. Good thing she's been living in an AT-AT and not like a TIE fighter because she would have run out of space a long time ago. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she wrote it very, very small. <laughs> also, got to give a shout out to the new uh, the new version of Blue Milk, which is uh, Instant Rising Bread because that's <laughs> that's way cool with Blue Milk. Yeah. <laughs> that was something. I'll see it. One I think, I think it's a, a testament to how good the movie is that we're asking all these questions. Otherwise, we wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I, for the first time in my life, have gotten to see a Star Wars movie for the first time in theaters. Like that this is, is the true. first. You know, this is the this is the best Star Wars movie since at least A New Hope and Empire. I'm putting it above Revenge and Return for me. I still don't know exactly where it fits in that top three. It's way too early to say, but. This is by far the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen in theaters. Um, you know, first release, shall we say? I don't mind the loose ends. I don't mind the questions. I mean, it's definitely a luxury that this movie has because they knew going into this they're going to make two more. Oh, yeah. And most movies, you really can't say that. Well, you know, they, we'll you add hope. some numbers to that. Not even two more. All right, <laughs> five more. <laughs> Wait, two two not... more in sequence, right? Two more like coming right. after. In the, yeah. you know timeline wise coming at this yeah. so you know, they built in these kind of questions and loose ends but they did it in a way that wasn't cheesy either isn't it like two other sets of trilogy wasn't it another set of trilogies that they're talking about well they're talking about what the, the I, uh, Star Wars well, sure they'll do another trilogy well I, I think Solo. they'll just keep numbering them yeah well I mean we're gonna get the Hunt, yeah, no Miller that's Fest different story. that's not even yeah, yeah those are the anthologies the I, I imagine we're gonna Eight, get an nine. episode they said they're gonna be. 10, 11, 12. Those are 15. the one off ones. Oh, they're going to do those, but there's another set of trilogy, another trilogy that they're going to do after this. I'm Let's sure. put it simply and succinctly there will be Star Wars movies for as long as there's money to be made in Star Wars movies. Right. Yeah. So, so. there will be another bunch of. Tri- They'll just keep on going. Exactly. And if they're all at least at least even close to this good, awesome. Bring them on. No, this is this was a good one. You know, and. Um, Aaron said something when we were talking about this a while ago. He says that the trailer looks epic. And that word has been kind of stirring around in my head for going into this movie, seeing epic, epic. And the movie, I wouldn't say was epic, right. but it was really, really, really close to it. It was very, very good. I think the trilogy will be epic. You know, the, right. the next two movies. Yeah. This. yeah. yeah kinda... I'm more excited for episode eight mm-hmm. now than I think I, I ever thought I would be. Yeah. Amen. Talking yeah. about this with someone else again, it was like it was. I enjoyed the movie, but it wasn't the greatest. But I, I really enjoyed it. But I'm more excited for the next. Yeah, me too. It's, it's the first piece. I could easily see eight sur- superseding right. this one. This was just put the train on the tracks and make sure everything is fixed and ready. Don't f it up. We're on, we're on Rogue up. One, man. Just don't f it up. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> mess we're on Rogue up. One. I want to see Rogue One. When's that coming? What? What, what is that's next? Next Christmas. Yeah, next, next December. Less and that's big. a real movie. It's not like cartoon or animated. No, no a, they it's, have a cast. Oh, it's a real it's, movie. Gary, Mads Gary Mikkelsen, Alvin. Donnie Yen, Gareth Evans directing. And that happens after Return of the Jedi, right? It's right no, after, before oh, A New Hope. Before. Oh, before A New Hope. Oh, this is the plans on how they got the plans of the original Death Star. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. And this is like a war. Mo- they're they're talking about this being like a true war movie. Like they mentioned um, Saving Private Ryan, stuff like yeah. that, like action pieces like that. 
Yeah. So that means Darth Vader's in the movie. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he's part of that empire. He's got. I mean, I know they're not guaranteeing <laughs> it, but I, you got to put him in there. Like, how it, could you not? If you're gonna have a violent, like a really violent movie, you gotta put some put uh, Darth Vader like just that'll get butts in seats. Yes. These aren't gonna be force users. These are gonna be like just soldiers. So he would cut through so it, like, and that that would be the thing. Like this, Darth Vader would be cutting through uh, rebels like there were no tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to have one or two scenes of that. I mean, in the movie, it would probably. Be a good thing. Fans want it. Like you more have fans to do it. I would want yeah. to see that. I mean, I mean that'll was, that's what'll get the butts in the seat. Yeah. Look at the you, comics. I mean, as many look, yeah. they did a whole crossover of just Vader just killing everybody. That's what would be. That'd be pretty cool to see. That would actually make then Star Wars a New Hope even mm-hmm. more. You know, the whole trilogy just even cooler. You know, more Vader, which we didn't exactly. get in Episode Three. Yeah, yeah. You go, Vader's here. Like imagine you're you Vader's here, but you have no Jedi to fight him. It's just yeah. you guys. Like, yeah, it would be the thing you would be running around trying to hide from, and all that kind of stuff. Like he he's the boogeyman. He's the the he, ultimate uh, boogeyman. Like in Battlefront, he'd be throwing his lightsaber every five seconds. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. If I hear Vader, I'm going the other way. I'll, yeah, I'll that lightsaber's here. coming for you across the room. Mm-mm. <laughs> He's like Han Solo at a Bespin dinner. Yeah. <laughs> we delighted if you join us. your blaster and it would just fly out of your head and the blaster would fly in his head. And, you know, on that planet, I'm not care going. for some pate before I kill you. <laughs> hey, speaking of the comics, real quick, one of the things from that uh, Art of the Force Awakens book, uh, I guess when they were early... The early stuff, they just called... He wasn't known as Kylo Ren. They just called him the Jedi Killer. And it seemed like early on in the script, it doesn't even seem like they solidified that it was going to be Ben Solo. Like, mm-hmm. like they didn't... They just called him the Jedi Killer. Um, and some of the designs they threw out there, one of them was uh, Darth Talon from Star Wars Legacy, the Legacy comic. Oh. Which I thought that was kind of cool. Like, that's one of the designs that they, you know, kind of... The art team kind of threw out there for... Mm-hmm. Uh, for that character, some they good do. designs for characters for that. Yeah, yeah, kind of stuff, stories. So that was kind of cool. And then originally, Ray was going to be called Kira. Like up until like right before they started shooting, she was known Kira as Kira. Yeah, I was going to say from Star Trek. What are they ripping off names now? I guess. I mean, this is before JJ even. Well, no, I guess it was right when he came on. But it was in my, in Michael Arndt's script. He doesn't watch JJ, Star Trek. So. Yeah, before JJ got a hold of it, even. Right. Um, and Poe was known as John Doe. So I wonder if that's where they they just called him John Doe. I guess they just didn't give him a name. Uh, so I don't know if that's why they call him Poe. Like it's just kind of like inside a, uh, a riff joke. on yeah, yeah yeah. Like I said, the book is really good. It's it's uh, it's it's it, it. I like you know it's it's a coffee table book. I mean for right. sure. And there's some really cool stuff. But that's cool. Breaking all the records. I mean, as we sit December thirtieth, like it's sitting six hundred million domestic, which this one crazy. could go yeah. all the way. Well, isn't it like eleven Yakers? billion or something? They're saying right no, now. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. It would be Avatar. Yes, the, no. it's okay. propelled the U.S. total box office to eleven billion dollars. That's what it's it, only. It's only sitting at it, only, but it's sitting at one point two billion right, worldwide. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Star Wars, Jurassic Park. 
or Jurassic World, Age of Ultron, all every movie released in the U.S. in 2015 totals 11 billion. Okay, I got it. It pushed it. it pushed that needle far. Okay, I saw yeah. that 11 billion. I mean, how did they get that much so fast? It was like, no, wow. it'd be impossible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's sitting. But yeah, I mean, Jurassic World topped out at 650, and there this this will this will cruise past that. No, no question. I mean. We we went and saw it on Monday, the twenty eighth, at nine fifty in the morning, and that theater was full. Like not like no seats left, but it was full. Um, Did anybody cheer in your theater? I didn't hear any cheering in mine. Everyone was yeah, like minimally, even yeah, on really? opening night, yeah. a little bit. But both, I, are I was surprised because I, I remember during the prequels, like even when the twentieth century Fox fanfare came on, people were going woo, and they were cheering, going crazy, and then. This one it was just been, everyone was quiet. They didn't at that point it had been sixteen years. I mean it'd been a right. long it'd been a long time. All right, I, I guess Well even yeah. in the afternoon I saw it in uh, the second time I saw it I, I went rip and saw it in the afternoon and it was packed in there and and then people started cheering. I think they did more cheering for this one than they did and this was like later on in the week after it had already premiered. And there were more yeah. people cheering in this one than the other. I mean, my my theater was quiet. I don't know. It's done a hundred million in IMAX alone. I mean, wow. I mean, wow. for a movie to do a hundred million is, you know, tell not the chump truth. Change. Tell yeah. the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's still, it's still. I mean, like looking at Box Office Mojo, Tuesday was twenty nine point five million. Monday the twenty eighth was thirty one million. I mean, it, it's insane just how, you know, on a weekday, it's it's still. Doing you know twenty to forty million dollars a day. So it's ranked so far on, on was it Wikipedia as uh, ninth right now, but worldwide, it's still yeah. it's yeah it's worldwide it's one point two billion I guess it is but um, behind Frozen Harry Potter but this still I mean it's got weeks to go it's got it hasn't opened in China yet right so. yeah, yeah got that much. Avatar is two point seven that's what it's got to go for that's what's got to take out it'll hit that I I think it'll it probably will. Yeah, I think it'll pass that up. I mean, in twelve days, it's done one point two. There's right, nothing coming out. And, yeah. There's nothing coming out right now. It's going to hurt it too much. No, no. It, this no. will have legs. This thing will still do. You know, they'll keep this in the theater f- at least through February. Oh, I think March. You think so? Well, April, they, I guess, is some, when, supposedly some, April's when it comes out on. I was going to say the Blu-rays Blu-ray. come out within six months now. They can you know, come that, out that's with a, it that's right the trend. Now. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. And we got any last minute uh, tidbits? This has been a long one. Uh, did we forget anything? Great movie. I'm sure somebody will tell us something we forgot. <laughs> There's a lot of little details, and we didn't nitpick the whole thing. I mean, we could have, but. We you know. nitpicked a lot. We did a lot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's left? It was great. I mean, it, uh, you know. The prequels, I think, kind of left a bad taste in everybody's mouth, and yeah. I think as excited as everyone was for this, I think there was still in the back of everybody's mind a little bit of apprehension, a little bit of nervousness. But uh, you know, I can't say it exceeded my expectations because I think that's impossible because it, I, I was just so hyped up. But it came pretty pretty close. I mean, it it, it was everything I wanted it to be. Let's I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I think it was it was a very good movie. I don't know if I would say great, certainly not perfect, but really, really good. There was maybe 10% too much slapstick, about 10% too many callbacks. 
and I still enjoyed every second of it. So, you know, it, it's uh, – and like I said, I think I said this at the beginning. If I didn't, I meant to. The problems I had with it the first time, I cared less about the second and third times. Like it it didn't get worse with repeat viewings. The, those cracks didn't start to show. Everything started to congeal together. I mean it was already a, a cohesive whole, but everything just kind of – the, the good of it smoothed over those tiny little nitpicks, nitpicks I had. So that is a really good sign as far as I'm concerned. True that. Yeah, it wasn't epic, like I said, but it's going to be epic <laughs> once it's once it's finished. It opened or, the door for epic. Yes, it did. It, it did. Because that trailer, honestly, it, it the way they led, they, they, they teased and played with our emotions going into mm-hmm. this movie. I thought this thing was really going to be, I mean, just epic on its own. But they left it with so many loose threads. I see what they're doing. They're going to make a, an amazing trilogy if this keeps up, which I, I, I hope it will. I want a funeral, though. I want a funeral for Han. I'm you want not, a funeral? I'm not going to be happy until I have And Lando better be there. Lando better be there. Lando better be there. With his cape Wedge, and all? Yes. Wedge better be there. Well, his little buddy was there, wasn't he? The little guy that was in the Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the squad leaders. That was the same dude, though. Right? It was the same guy that oh, was yeah. in the... Yeah, okay. the same yeah. yeah. he needed to be yeah. called Orlando, like, oh, 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 you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dead. And then, you know, I want to... There was no it. Red 5. That's true. <laughs> they said Red 4 and Red 6. There was no Red 5. I think so he I deserves a funeral, man. I, I think they really need to... You couldn't use Red 5. They retired the number. Yeah, well, wasn't, wasn't Luke Red 5 or something? Is that that's, what it was? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, okay. Retired, yeah. Luke better run his butt back home for a minute. Yeah, he's got to get out of hiding, man. Poe was Black Leader, which is way cooler sounding than Red Leader anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the only thing we really didn't mention that I, I do think bears some scrutiny and criticism is that the final kind of epilogue shot, which goes on way too long. Yeah, I was oh, like, I what movie is this? Yeah. Like, my like, gosh. And, like, there, there's a, a number of shots in this movie that are that feel new, that feel different, that feel different than what we've seen in Star Wars, but they all fit. There, there's something we haven't seen before in Star Wars, like the um, the flickering light shots right in the beginning on the Stormtrooper dropship, yeah. right yeah. after that first that movie, cool. and the camera like zips behind yeah. them. But they still felt like they fit in the movie. That final camera spin, uh, the final the like, helicopter shot. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Did that take me out of? And thing. the hobbits started singing. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I get that you don't want to have Luke say a line. I still think you should have, but I get that you want to leave him wordless there at the end. Right. But don't drag that scene out for yeah. thirty se- or for a minute of walking up to him, thirty seconds of looking at the back of his head, yeah. and then forty-five seconds of switching back and forth of them. It plays like a parody of it. It's it. I was like, you gonna yeah. walk all them steps. We gotta That's see gonna, all that. It's gonna be a new <laughs> reaction chip on Reddit. Like it's one of those things where you can just see it. It'll be the new man, this conversation yeah. isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, back and forth. And you don't even have to make a joke longer version of it. It's already the joke longer version. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think so it's funny, we back in September they were filming in Skellig Michael, which in is that Ireland. spot in Ireland. Do you think they filmed this shot then? Like, supposedly they were doing some pre-work with – because they said Mark Hamill was on set in Skellig mm-hmm. Michael. I wonder if this is – they shot that then. They had then. to. I mean, it, when I else would they have done it? Yeah. yeah. But, there was, but it's funny because they, they said it was episode eight sh- filming. So well, you figure if, a lot of episode eight will be there too if that's where they right. do the training. But sure, so, no, absolutely. Like they threw this in there because yes. people like us or me, especially, were going to be like, "Where the hell is Luke?" 
Like yeah. I've been and I do it. I all through the movie, every now and then I'd be like, Where's Luke at? Like when they had the fight at the end, I was thinking, Wow, when she's about to get killed by this 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 punk, it'd be great if Luke came out of nowhere and just yeah. fought him back and then saved her. And, and, or when the lightsaber is in the snow and everybody's thinking, oh, it's going to go to her, have it go to him. He, he grabs That's it. what I thought. Yeah. Like, I thought it was going to shoot right to Luke and he was going to be like, enough is enough. Let me spank this kid. You know, <laughs> like, show him what a Jedi is. Right. And then, you know, the kid gets away. Lightsaber then, kitchen spoon. Right, right. And then uh, um, Luke has to explain himself to... Uh, to what's going on or even have it that you know like luke they come home and when he gets off the millennium luke looks at leia and they have that moment like you yeah. know i'm sorry like i you know i wasn't there for han when i should have been like that moment like because oh. i that's got to add to the guilt of sure like if maybe yeah. if i was there he wouldn't have killed you and know. then tension between those two yeah right sure. yeah but they, I, I, I will say this, and something I didn't mention. That moment when that lightsaber stuck in the snow and it flies out and goes past Kylo Ren and goes straight to Rey, that's like one of the greatest Star Wars moments. Oh ever. yeah, oh, like yeah. that just, yeah. I, I had like the biggest smile on my face. I was All like, right. that is an awesome moment. Well, I mean, little telegraphed, you kind of figured that's what was going to happen, sure. but oh, yeah. still, it just, it was like, it, it just, it was perfect. Well, that just whole- the desperation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Th- that whole lightsaber battle is great, not because it's the most choreographed or the mm-hmm. best this or that. It's the setting is great where you get to have the lights of the lightsaber just casting, you know, all over the, the snow and causing the steam. Like, even when it goes directly into the snow at one point, oh, that's, that's sweet. great. But the, the cutting through of the trees yeah. and how it just – this was the probably the most violent-feeling lightsaber fight. Like, this oh, was – striking to kill it felt like it had weight like a like a 20 percent faster broadsword fight totally. and, and, and finn was like i'm like i don't care i'm gonna die like he's sitting there looking <laughs> he was just at hacking him. away he he's was good like, though that's my friend like but yeah, yeah. It was, but it was that look of the way that they set it up and worked so well with them is no 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 matter what happens with them in in the future films they're at least going to be best friends yeah, because sure. Oh, yeah. The, the, care, oh, the, yeah. the thought like he had was like, I'll probably die, but I, there's no way I'm going to let you sit there and kill my best friend. Like, I, I would rather die for her. And she felt the same way with him. That's when yeah. she kind of just she was like, I couldn't I can't let that happen. Like she it just it was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but there's just no way I'm going to watch you kill Finn and Finn felt the same way about her. And when she opened herself up like that to the force, it was just like, it was just, it's just amazing. Like you felt like, yeah, you know what? Kick his ass. Like yeah. kick <laughs> his little sniveling, conniving, <laughs> complaining ass. It's like daddy <laughs> killing ass, right? Yeah. Yes. It was like that. That's how emotional it, that scene was when it built that way that you felt, you felt a visceral reaction to, I don't care if it's the light or the dark. Throw that lightsaber through his chest and kill him. I don't even care. Like yeah, I, I didn't feel the dark side from her. I felt that was just her trying to win the battle. I didn't. I'm like talking was... about for me. I oh, for like, you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'd kill that mother effer right now. Dude. <laughs> In the book, so there was more bad. of a more of a struggle between the dark side. She even hears like the voice tell her to kill him. 
Okay. That's how she stopped. You can tell that what was great about the scene, what made me think of Yoda was, it made me think of, it made me totally think of um, Empire Strikes Back because as he was striking down on her, when her face just said, when she stopped and she paused and she... And she said, you can only hear the, like, it, it made me hear Yoda saying, you only when you quiet your mind, can you hear the, can you know which side is the dark and the light? And she okay. seemed to, like, it was almost, they didn't even have to do the voiceover. It was just there. Like, mm-hmm. when, when, when she closed her eyes and just did it, and then it was like, now we're ready. This is, now we're going to get it. And even though she wasn't super, you know, she didn't have that finesse still. She had no training. But she right, she didn't have any training, but yet you could tell the force had kind of guided her actions as yeah. she was fighting cuz she could have killed them sure. many times and she didn't. So you could tell she held but back. She tried to. He got chopped in the face. I mean, yeah. But she had she could have still yeah, yeah. yeah he, she hit well she strategically hit him in certain spots. But well, she and helped them in the and helped the, that the earth moved between them and that they were well, yeah, after that, kill yeah. each other because she kind of like pokes at him in the mm-hmm. in the like in the in the shoulder like she right. kind of you know pops him and and that's what I was thinking is she like trying to hold like is she fighting to not kill him or no she... I think she was trying to kill him I, I think she just she was undermatched or overmatched I should say because she had no training I think she was that was the best she could do at that well, particular had, moment. I mean, well, until the earth. When he was hurt too. That was he was hurt. Know, that was the other right, thing. There's right. a lot of talking like how could she, you know, how could Finn fight him and how could so. Ray fight? It's like he he's was, hurt. He's hurt. She's like, strong with the force. Hurt, but they showed time. you how strong how strong Chewie's bolts were. Yeah, they were like blowing guys like that one right. time, you so, know, three guys, you know, shot into three guys and they all went flying. I mean, exactly. So. so when he hit him and he and he still was standing there fighting and and beating himself up at the same time. You had a draw on the dark side, which I thought was a really cool like he's having the schizophrenic break while trying to like draw out his own pain just to use right. it. That was cool. Yeah. yeah, that was such a Jason moment. Yeah. Um, with using the, uh, the 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 punishment, the pain to fight to feed the the dark side force. From a production standpoint, you mentioned the glow of the lightsabers. I heard or read somewhere that they actually use glowing sticks. Yeah, yeah, the first time ever they've actually right? mm. they haven't they didn't have to artificially light the the actors right the like, actors yeah they're well, actually yeah they got the reflections off and just Very seeing cool. that like Jordan you were saying like to see Kylo's. Saber go into the snow like that and just yeah. steam coming off. Yeah, that was amazing. And then when Finn takes it in the shoulder with the exhaust thing, the exhaust I mean, port. Just, yeah. Well, the, the shot with uh, you know, like uh, looking up at, at Ray's shoulder with uh, Ren when he has the uh, you know the 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 lightsaber to her neck or whatever. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. just the, the the reflection, you know, the red off the sweat on her neck yeah. and the sound of the hissing and the popping. I mean. You're right. It makes it very much more visceral, you know, like you know, not like the elegant weapon uh, that Obi Wan describes. You know, <laughs> right. Not at all, and not, not like the all. weightless uh, magic stick in the prequels. It's it's yeah. helped you, yeah. but lights at the same time. Weightless. <laughs> yeah, there was a cool one other thing I'll mention on the filming side of it, but that cool one shot they did. It was it was like a flowing kind of like almost like the Avengers moment of. When 
you know, they, they focus on Finn and he's fighting and then they cut up to Poe and then he kind of does that move around and then they cut back to Finn again. And, well, and, then, and you have a really long tracking section where Finn yeah. is the foreground, but Poe is the background for like 45 seconds. It's a great shot. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that yeah, it was a really cool, you know, single cut tracking shot like that. I thought that was really it was pretty it was very well done. And I forget who I heard say this, but I am I am paraphrasing someone else. This is not my original idea. But oftentimes in films or stories or whatever, you have that problem of constantly being told that someone is the best X or the best at X. So in this case, Finn is the best pilot in the resistance. We hear that we see it in the opening title crawl <laughs> right. and Kylo Ren says it and you mean then Poe, they, right? You mean Poe. Well, it, I'm sorry, yeah, Poe. It, it, right. Kylo Ren says that it's in the opening title crawl, and Finn says it later, but we actually see it. We right. see yeah. these incredible feats. I've played X-Wing many times, and I can tell you, what he pulled off is very difficult for me. Yes, it is. Yeah, no doubt. Shoot. <laughs> Take it from an expert. That was That's difficult maneuvers right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was yeah. using Game Genie or something, so, I mean, or he's just that good. And then that kind of Apocalypse Now homage when they when they look out and the TIE fighters are coming. I want it was in the trailer across my, the sun. Uh, my Facebook, uh, like top image. I forget what they call that, but like the banner image. That yeah. is a gorgeous shot. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And there was a poster at my theater. I think it was for the IMAX where they basically took that sunrise and put in front of it. Instead of the, sh- the, the silhouette of the TIE fighters, they put the silhouettes of Ray and BB eight walking towards yes. the thing. And that's another I've seen beautiful that. image. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the posters they give you. If you pre-order, so you could pre-order the Blu-ray now, and so in there's oh, like God. three posters, and that's that's one of them. Nice, yeah. See, I want to see the behind the scenes on the Blu-ray. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of them about this oh, movie. I, I, I can't yeah. wait for that. Yeah, yeah. I hope so because they don't do it like that any as much anymore. They do yeah. some behind the scenes stuff, but they don't do like a breakdown as much as they used. To. Give it to Lucas. He did some really long ones. I mean, his the prequels. Yeah, Lucas. Well, JJ did a, a lot in the. In the Star Trek one, the yeah. first movie, yeah, did yeah. a lot of extras for it. Like they tapping the microphone, right? Yeah, all of that, that stuff. So I would hope that they would do something like that for this. You know who really does a good job of that um, is Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. He does. I mean, despite what you think of like Sucker Punch or you know even even like Man of Steel or, or whatever and Watchmen. He does that with all of them. He did that maximum. Warner Brothers has that maximum movie mode where mm-hmm. they'll actually like pause the movie. He steps out onto the you know basically into your living room and oh, wow. explains a scene and then right. and then and then they cut back in and there's there's a lot of really cool. He he really kind of goes the extra mile with you know kind of giving you that that look as to what's going on. So yeah, even Man of Steel have a lot of uh, a lot of extras too. I can't wait to see the DVD release of. You know, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. It's gonna, yeah. Uh, he loves the tech stuff. The, uh, yes. Technical stuff behind it. All right. <laughs> Anything else? You can't give us that option. We'll talk about it for another three I'm hours. I'm saying. I know. You said this three times or three Yeah. Times, the force is three. awake. We may, we may be going to sleep, but we're awake. <laughs> yeah. When we're done, it'll be time for me to go see the movie in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll think of something in a minute. It's going to come back in two hours. I'll get back. <laughs> we'll do a part two. We'll we'll sleep on it for a couple of days and then write down all the stuff we didn't say, and we'll come back and do a part two. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, as always, go check out HHWLOD.com for all the cool stuff we got going over there. Uh, check out TaylorNetworkOfPodcast.com for all of Daryl's stuff that he's 
he's got going on over there. Um, so exciting, exciting stuff in the podcasting world. Uh, the uh, the DCTV podcast blooper show just went up. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's it's pretty actually pretty funny. Uh, I had a couple of uh, I usually let Skype run a little bit before you actually record the show, kind of warm up, you know. So it's a lot of outtakes, a lot of funny stuff. Donnie Salvo is on there being hilarious. Blackmail material. Yeah. A lot of uh, <laughs> I, I had to bleep a lot. <laughs> I had to bleep a lot of this episode, but uh, Daryl did some musical stylings that are pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> a lot of blackmail material. And you can black check out material. Yeah. episode twenty-five of the Auto Chat Show we just recorded. We reviewed some new cars and uh, a lot of fun antics on there as well. So you can check us out, Auto Chat Show. So you'll find me most of my time. Awesome. I always forget that. Thanks for jumping in there. No problem. That. We did the Buick awesome. LaCrosse and the uh what we have the Kia the Kia Sorento. That was the last one we just did. So Yeah. I have the Mazda Miata this week. That should be a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Just picked it up. I didn't know they still made that. Just came out. Just they just released it again. The new oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the MX five. it's been yeah, it's brand new. It's pretty cool. Just drove nice. it back. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to our special on The Force Awakens. Uh, I guess we'll be back in a year, if not sooner. <laughs> we'll talk about probably be back for Real Heroes on Deadpool next, I would Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd probably be the next next thing I would think of it on the horizon. Is that the all-cursing, explicit? Oh, man, the, I, I yeah. think the band trailers have been great for that. I'm, they I'm really have. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm not even that big of a Deadpool fan, but, but they got it spot on. Yeah, I bet I see a bunch of babies in that movie theater. Oh, you know you will. <laughs> I know. They'll be crying and yelling and cursing baby kids all announced. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. May the force be with you. Take care, folks. <laughs>